North-South Connection Podcast Network. Welcome to the future. As you can see, maybe, I'm not quite sure, but it's time to enter the multiverse of fabulousness with Johnny C and Keithy Langston. Keith, how the hell are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, Johnny. How about yourself? Oh, I'm okay. I got a rash on my bulls. Oh, that's unfortunate. Should I no. send you any kind of a ointment or a, a, a balm or anything like that that you can use? Well, I'll tell you what that was, was a random movie quote, okay? So I am one of the 10 people on this planet that like the film Dead Man on Campus. Ah. All right. It's a very random, like, like we could probably sit here unscripted, unprompted, and give at least a couple of Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore quotes back and sure, forth. Sure, sure. You know, just, you know, it's all in the hips, if that's you will. Right. Uh, but at the same time, Dead Man on Campus is one of those that people can't do that with. I can. I know a few other people that can. And this guy randomly walks into a room and it's like, hey, man, how's it going? And he's like, oh, OK, I got to ranch in my bowls. <laughs> and then he just leaves. I actually when I was in college, I was the I was the film and video uh, coordinator for the program council. It was like our you know student union thing. And uh, I showed uh, Dead Man on Campus, which was kind of funny, ironic that it was like, you know, a college based movie about a roommate, them having to try to get a roommate to kill themselves so they could ace their semester and stuff like that. So never get made today. No, absolutely not. No. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was a that was a fairly big hit as far as people coming to the movie to watch it. Um so, yeah, I, I look back at that movie fondly, but I do not know the quotes as well as you do. I will give you that. No, it's also a, a it's one of the random occurrences of Mark Paul Gossler being awesome. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's great in that movie. Yeah, I still think it's a missed opportunity. They didn't. It's it's a pity that this whole requel. Uh, by the way, there will be wrestling on this podcast. OK, we'll get there eventually. It's the multiverse of fabulousness. So this is some of the earth out there. If the requel <laughs> reboot thing hit like 15 years earlier Mm-hmm. Uh, HBO should have hired back all the actors from Saved by the Bell. Mm. They should have done an adult version on a soundstage with a studio audience where, like, mm-hmm. Kelly comes home late and Zach's, like, telling the girl, the woman he's cheating on with the hide under the bed. And Kelly's like, Zach, why does it smell like perfume in here? And Zach's like, um, sometimes I wear your clothes. And, you know, the audience would, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> But it needed to do, like, a, a real, like, and there's nothing funny about that scenario, okay? What he's trying to do is hide. All I'm saying is that an adult, you know, say by the Bell kids doing adult shit, having adult lives where they still have no consequences. At the end of the episode, Kelly would have been like, Zach, if yeah. you just would have told me, we could have had the threesome a long time ago. And then I'll spike the camera. You know, right. And that's the end. And then Screech comes out of the closet, like literally comes out of the closet with with the camera. Yeah. And goes, I thought I was recording this. (laughs) Well, speaking of recording this, what a Mm -hmm. transition, Keith. You've set us up here in the multiverse of fabulousness. We traverse the multiverse looking for pop culture variants, usually centered around the world of professional wrestling. And since it is January still, um, you know, I don't know when this is going to air or who's going to own WWE when it does air. But the Royal Rumble should be happening unless the Royal Rumble is made like illegal by the new owners or something like that. I don't know. Mm, mm. Let's just outtime us one minute. Misinformation spreading is dangerous. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, the response to 
like I understand where people are coming from, but there was a lot of like just negativity because it's a foreign country that might buy the WWE. I realize mm. with avoiding all geopolitics and things like that, that it's a public fund financed by the individuals who are responsible for instilling those types of things. But not everybody's like that. So it was like 1991 all over again. Um, I, exactly. I feel that, um, I mean, if you're talking about an evil, uh, evil-ish type of place to run the company, I mean, let's just hope that the the house of the mouse stays out of it. And, you know, maybe they do sell to a benevolent country like Saudi Arabia. So <laughs> I was hoping you gave me like no indication that it was Saudi Arabia. So I could, that was a softball for you to just be like, Disney's evil. So, oh, man. No, you I know, think, yeah, I mean, I... Honestly, I think if we're if we're looking at somebody that's going to buy the company, my best my best guess is it's going to be probably NBC Universal. Yeah, or Comcast or whatever. And yeah, Comcast. They're already kind of in bed with them anyway. Um, and then that'll just be. And then I feel like at that point they'll just go right back to the way things were two weeks ago, or two weeks ago as of as the date we're recording this. You know. Right. We'll see. I, I would imagine that um, it would be in the best interest of the company and of any potential buyers not to get engaged with a uh, with an announcement before Mania. Yeah. Because I feel like that's uh, just going to hurt your bottom line one way or another. So yeah. since it's Royal Rumble season today, Keith and I are going to travel to Earth Fiction. We'll get there mm. and, and book like. I don't know if I'd call it the greatest Royal Rumble of all time, <laughs> but it's certainly the world's first multiversal Royal mm-hmm. Rumble. Now, I, I call it our place Earth Fiction, Keith, mm-hmm. and it's ostensibly because this is an Earth where the wars of sports entertainment attract all sorts of comers, yes. athletes, politicians, fictional characters, because we're kind of in a who-framed Fictional frame. characters. We're in like a who-framed Roger Rabbit world where fiction is reality, mm-hmm. okay? So literally any fictional character you can think of is eligible for this competition, as well as some real world characters and, of course, professional wrestling. Now, I was really glad when I sent you the rules, Keith, that you didn't just softball it back at me and be like, Johnny, it says here this match has to have a fictional character and a wrestler. (laughs) I don't understand the difference. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I caught I caught what you were putting down. I did. And I was like, all right. I went along right with it. I said, "Okay, I'm going to roll with this. Yeah. All right, good deal. Um, so the rules specifically will be changing each match. Mm-hmm. So as opposed to having like a, a big construct of rules, we're just going to go match to match. Yes. And uh, we'll do it snake style. Since we're in person, we might get it right or I might not fuck it up. Um, do you want to go first? Or do you want to go second? I'll go first if you want. Sure. All right. So just uh, tell us where we're at and who's going to be bringing us the action <clears throat> verbally. Okay, so we are airing live from the Maracanã Stadium in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Now, just so you know, the temperature in Brazil, Rio de Janeiro, around January is a nice, balmy 87 degrees-ish. It's usually in high 80s, mid to high 80s. So I felt that an outdoor stadium would be perfect for all of our competitors in this this pay-per-view. They would be able to spend the lovely week prior to in Rio de Janeiro, you know, living it up in the bar scene, doing whatever, going maybe to the the Jesus Christ statue, if you will. Uh, But for this pay-per-view here, 
we have our commentary team for this evening is, of course, our play-by-play announcer, Jim Ross, coming at you here live from Rio de Janeiro. Jim Ross here. And along with me is the greatest color man in baseball history, Mr. Baseball, Bob Uecker. You know, this one time I remember uh, when I was on the set of um, uh, Mr. Belvedere, uh, there was this one time that that guy sat on his balls. Christopher Christopher Guest, I think, or not Christopher Guest, Christopher, whatever his name was, he sat on his balls. I don't know if you ever knew that. Um, so, yeah, so we have uh, Jim Ross and Bob Uecker are going to be out here. And Bob Uecker, thankfully, is no longer looking for Vanna White, so... I can't find her. I can't find her anywhere, Gene. Serrano with the slow jaw. Just a bit outside. So is this the same city in Rio de Janeiro where Pat Patterson won the Intercontinental Championship? Allegedly. Uh, Allegedly. I I believe, yes, we're going to say it is. I don't believe it was at the Maracanã Stadium, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll assume it's the same city, Rio de Janeiro. So I have gone a completely different direction. I well, um, you're so on the moon. My, no, no, although no. I got so speaking of the moon, I got so lost last night, falling into a YouTube black hole of uh, watching the Brian Kendrick say stupid shit. Ah, and I hadn't heard that the moon was a battle station, and <laughs> and I was like, look, you know how this shit spreads. Some yes. guy at, in, at, like, Kent State University was really high one night and was like, you know what? You see that right there? Mm. That's no moon. That's a space station. And somebody was like, it is! And then it spread because that's just a Star Wars riff. Yeah. We're in Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan, by the way. Uh, oh, I thought you were, that's no moon. That's a space station. Well, that, that thought, is what I was doing. I just did, I did a shit Alec Guinness. Oh, no, I thought, well, for a minute, I thought you were doing Bill Clinton. I was like, that's a great Bill Clinton. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, that's no moon. That's a goddamn space station. Johnny, see the things that Hillary, been happening to me. I Hillary, don't even... take a look at this goddamn space station out here. <laughs> I do have a copy of Primary Colors right here off camera. <laughs> that's a great movie. <laughs> it is. Well, it's the book, but yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, is a great movie, especially when you grow up and you figure it all out. Like I used, I watched mm-hmm. it as a kid. I was one of those notorious watch everything as a kid, like Robocop. Mm-hmm. It's at Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Do you want it? Yeah. Do you need it? Let me feel it. Um, but it starts off. Remember, Detroit, Michigan, old Detroit. It starts with a graphic, and unfortunately, we've seen this too many times in reality. Mm-hmm. Picture of a police officer, and it says, In memoriam, Alex Murphy. <laughs> and that will play into yes. what's happening. Okay. <laughs> so we get our intro video. We're joined by my commentators. The very specific, I've been watching a lot of 1999 Raw researching mm-hmm. a project that's going to be coming to the new TNN, mm-hmm. my personal podcast feed. Mm-hmm. And so it's Jerry the King Lawler. And 1999 Michael Cole. Now, the reason I've done this specifically is because 1999 Michael Cole, rather than call the action, simply describes things that are happening or about the people in the ring. And since our Royal Rumble has so many unique people in it, uh, it, you know, for example, if it was like Diesel coming down, he'd be like, Diesel, he's won the two time WWF championship. (laughs) And he says to his friends, quote, I don't run on ethanol. You know, like, because it's like who he is, what they're about. And then, yes. and then, you know, he says, quote, I won't lose the match. 
and it's really bad. And I want to have that opportunity to do that about oh, all my that's funny. That's funny. I like that. <laughs> now, uh, since we're doing it snake style, I suppose hmm? I need to go with my first match. Yes. All right. Match number one. The rules state it has to be for the WWE Tag Team Championship. Uh, team one versus team two. The first team are some wrestlers. Mm. Team two are fictional characters. Mm-hmm. So I've got the Usos. Now, I have a lot of current gen stuff. Uh, not because I wanted to, just because I was like, that's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to honor the, the stuff that's happening right now. The Us. I've been down since day one-ish. I've been mm-hmm. down since... The Usos defending... Uh, the Usos, a set of twins, defending against the twins from The Matrix Reloaded. Oh. <laughs> All right? Okay. Now, now... I do have Michael Cole calling the twins coming down the aisle. Okay. The twins exiled from the matrix known for battles with Morpheus and his other free mind associates. They prefer escalate extensions. They take the form of ghosts that are urban legends and known for smoking pot in the Merovingians fancy restaurant, Jerry, the King Lawler. Mm. Because that's what they're known for. Mm Mm-hmm. And the way this would all go down is one of the twins would have Jay, Jimmy Uso held, okay? Jimmy Uso would reverse it. Jay would come in for the, the super kick party, and the ghost would ghost and go in between him. And the wrong super kick, one, two, three. The ghost from the Matrix, the twins, are now the WWE Tag Team Champions. Because wow. twin ghosts mm-hmm. are better than twin Usos. I sure. Think. I would agree There's with just that. There's too much chicanery and superpowers. There's too much at risk here. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion, though. And now, stick to it. Well, I do like The Matrix Reloaded. I like the idea that the exiled programs were like werewolves and ghosts and yes. vampires because they need yes. to fit into The Matrix. Yes. Um, and I, I love those ghost guys. They were wasted. They were great. But correct me if I'm wrong. Aren't they the only kind of mythical figures that you like you don't see any vampires or or uh werewolves in that movie so, right? I, I guess played, the merovingian would be technically a vampire right he, a little bit because he kind of lives forever um yeah. i played the video game enter the matrix and okay. uh you, you know per, you know persephone yes okay <laughs> yes persephone all right so persephone uh goes to the Merovingian's castle and she shoots that guy. And she's like, how many people kill, carry silver bullets in their guns? And she shoots yeah. the guy. Yeah, Those yeah. guys are werewolves. They're named Cain and Abel, but you wouldn't know that if you didn't play Enter the Matrix. Okay. All right. All right. And I don't recommend, well, actually I had a lot of fun with that game, but it was, uh, rele- it had to meet its release date. So it was super buggy. Ah. And I they didn't see. have patches back in the day. Yeah. No, they didn't have patches for, actual disc games right or to teach you dodgeball that's right (laughs) no no patches of hooligan shit that would have been a great entrant in the rumble patches of hooligan well he could have managed it at a minimum well you never know that's true (laughs) but i'm done with the tag match okay all right so um my match my tag team title match um i went with a little twist here i made it a tlc match okay and for me, I it's yes. And for me, I went with um, their standard, a standard tag team, a standard tag team in the day. I have the new day. And in this case, it is Kofi Kingston and Big E Langston. Thank you. Um, 
who, um, although I think in the last one you said, don't call me Biggie Langston. Well, <laughs> I, I did. I, I was like, you know, I don't know. It's okay. I, I was very upset when he dropped the Langston name only because I had hoped that one day he would win the title and get the nameplate Langston on him. And then I could get that title with the nameplate Langston, but it's all right. He, it's funny. He drops the Langston part and then he wins the title. Um, but anyway, so my matchup is the new day with Kofi and Big E defending their championships with Xavier Woods in their corner against the team of Andrew, the athlete Clark and John, the criminal bender with Brian, the brain Johnson in their corner, the breakfast club. <laughs> now, if you think of it though, you have, right. you have Andrew Clark who is a hell of an amateur wrestler. He knows, right. all of, he knows all about it. He had a lobotomy to and, and put on tights, so he's able to be a wrestler. And you have John Bender, the criminal, who I would say is the equivalent of a modern-day John Moxley, if you will. So, wow. Yeah, I mean, right? I mean, I could see that happening. And, of course, Brian the Brain Johnson, is he's the Alexandra York, the Bobby the Brain Heenan, whatever you want. He's their, he's their manager. I love the York Foundation. She's So now, as you know, I like to put time of the matches on here. So this went 12 minutes and 16 seconds. Uh, it was a tough back and forth with all six competitors going through tables and being battered with ladders and chairs. Uh, Kofi had some smoke blown in his face by John Bender. Uh, so Kofi's climbing up the ladder. He's up at the top of the ladder. He's just about to pull the the, the belts down. John Bender scurries up the ladder. He blows smoke in his face, possibly the smoke from the stuff that was in Brian's underwear. We don't know. Um, and while that's happening and Kofi's trying to wipe this off of his face or whatever, um, Andrew German suplexes him off of the ladder. John successfully climbs the ladder. He grabs the titles. And as he's grabbing the championships, he goes, Naked blonde walks into a bar with a poodle under one arm and a two foot salami on the other. She lays the poodle on the table. The bartender says, I guess you won't be needing a drink. And the naked lady says, they won. That's how they win the championship. Beautiful. I love it. And is there a theme song? Don't you forget about me? Of course. Absolutely. Don't you forget about me. Yes. I've been, um, I've been reviewing Dawson's Creek on the new TNN and they have a, they have a breakfast club themed episode. And I remember watching it. I'm not there yet. I'm like a few episodes away, but I remember watching it and being like, uh, this is great. This is like meta. Like this is, you know, cause Joshua Jackson's like, Hey, I like that breakfast club movie that Emilio Estevez guys in those duck movies. And I was like, mind blown. Of course that happens like every five minutes in any movie now, but it's yes. like at the time, I'm like yes. what you. I'm like what you've done is you've made a little kid happy. <laughs> yeah, we, you and I had a little back and forth about the Dawson, and you were asking me some questions. You were like, "Did you ever watch that?" And I was like, "No, that was. I feel like that was a little past my time." Um, but then I told you that I was a big fan of the OC, which I think kind of made me fall back a couple of steps. So I don't know. I have to go back and look at when the Dawson was really out and about, as if it was around. But yeah, no, I remember when I went to when I went to college, a lot of people still watch Dawson's Creek. They still watch Party of Five. You know, those mm. are like the big shows that everybody was watching. So uh the OC is like the hustles grab your goats. Yeah, yes. waste a ton. Yeah. That was uh isn't Jason Schwartzman the drummer for Phantom Planet? 
California. Like Jason Schwartzman, like the the actor? Like, were you in the shit? Yeah, I was in the shit. Really? Yeah, yeah from Rushmore. Wow, I didn't know that he was a like a drummer. Wow, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, one of my high school friends, well, I mean, I don't I mean to call him a high school friend. He'd certainly be my friend if he showed up on my doorstep now. But uh he was a big music guy and I remember him telling me Jason Schwartzman was the drummer of Phantom Planet and then Phantom Planet got the well, they sang California was a thing, and then it became the OC song, much like much yeah. like I don't wanna wait. You know, yeah. it was like already a song. <laughs> I don't wanna wait. <laughs> Nobody's here for just the wrestling though. No. Well, this is why, you know, this is the multiverse of fabulousness. Well, there's so. 85 other shows on the North South Connection Podcast Network that you can now watch here on YouTube. They talk just about wrestling. That's okay? right. Yeah. Wrestling is a conduit to a better con not a better, to a different com- and unique conversation. Absolutely. Uh, and good you, transition into our next thank matchup. Thank you, sir. Yes. So this, so, so this next matchup is for the women's championship, correct? Yeah, you got it. Okay. And then, do you have? Do we? Do we? Do I want to let you do the rules, or or do we? I mean, to, I could. I could. There's not much to it. And yes, I have okay. a script to my left that I might have to read to sometimes. Anywho, <laughs> that's probably gonna get kicked off. It kicks okay. off. I don't know the rules. Um, it's person one wrestler versus person two fictional. But I'm okay. So this one I have a very, it's a very, this is no special thrills or frills for this matchup. Okay. Um, this is the uh, the challenger is Dr. Britt Baker, DMD from uh, AEW, and she's going up against the Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, the Lord Commander of the King's Guard to brand the broken Brienne of Tarth, who is the defending champion, Captain Phasma herself. Yes, and unfortunately for this. This is not much of a match for Britt Breaker. She cannot handle Brienne of Tarth. Um, there's a little bit of back and forth. Time of the match was five minutes, 25 seconds. So a little bit more of a glorified squash. Sure. Um, however, however uh, one of the great things here is that while Britt has speed and agility, Brienne utilizes her strength and her combat training to just punish Britt to the brink of, of submission. Um, the ending, however, does come quickly. Like I said, five minutes into the match when Brienne applies a dragon sleeper hold, which she calls the Kingslayer. And it's in honor of her longtime unrequited love, Jamie Lannister. And basically just Brit passes out and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Title defense. Uh, uh, warning for anyone who hasn't seen Game of Thrones. Three, two, one. You like the last season? I do. Um, I like a lot of parts of the last season. Yes. Okay. There's some things though that I kind of got aggravated with of the last season, and um, I think some of them are things that like most people complain about. But no, overall, I liked it. I, the only thing I wished is the the best episode of the season. They it was all filmed in pitch blackness. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was, was like, very dark. And I go, that's the only thing that sucked about it. It was like such a great episode, and then I just I didn't like I didn't like how Jamie ended mm-hmm. his run. Because I felt that he, I think you said spoiler alert, I felt that he should have stayed with uh, Brienne and the, sure. that that scene when they're all like in the room, like the night before or the day, whatever, and they're all like drinking and everybody's there. And I think it's right after Brienne gets knighted and all that. It was such a right. powerful, great scene. That's, yeah. uh, <laughs> That's with. For Arya that? too. Jamie and Brienne do. Yeah, they do, right? Yeah, they do, and so does Arya and yeah, Arya um, and um, the bastard of the king. Yeah, it's not. I, I kept wanting to think it was Podrick, but it's not Podrick. It was the, no Pod rules though. Pod rules, yeah. 
Uh, God, you know what? That's the thing, though. There's so many characters. I like House of Dragons as well. I thought it was good. So mm-hmm. far, so good. Yeah. Um, well, hey, speaking of high-quality television available to you on streaming services that you pay for, my women's... Oh, wait, are we done? I apologize. Yeah, I no, we're, we're done. Okay. okay. Yeah, we're I on just try, what, See, audience, what I try to do is latch on to anything that I can to make sure we keep talking about wrestling. Nope, you're on. You're on. All right, so... Mine is billed as champion versus a mystery opponent. All Ooh, right. Okay. So the champion is Bailey because I love Bailey. All sure. right. She's coming out. She's doing her heel shit. I beat everybody. Oh, that's her with the belt, by the way. I beat everybody. Who's going to who's going to take me on now? You know, sort of the lights start to dim and flash and what have you. And there's a little bit of like different multicolored spotlights. OK. OK. And then. Oh, Oh, my God! Could it be? It's boss time! (laughs) But the music stops. The Star Wars theme starts to play. (laughs) I was going to say, it was like, it goes to... And out comes Casca... Reeves mm. in full Mandalorian armor. Okay. All right. Wait, that's not who I thought it was. It's Casca Reeves. She supports the rule of Bo-Katan. She was instrumental <laughs> in the freeing of Grogu. And my sources tell me she once saw Luke Skywalker King. <gasps> of course, Casca Reeves for the uninitiated. So we are initiated. She is members <clears throat> of the League of Shadows. Oh, hello. Yeah, Casca Reeves is the character that Sasha Banks played on The Mandalorian, okay? Now, I'm going to put you on the spot. Can you believe the lack of promotion and the lack of just overall shine that they, like, you've, like, Batista, Cena, those guys do these things and they're gone. Sasha Banks is right there. She's in Star Wars. Yeah. Now, regardless of one's appreciation of Star Wars or anything like that. You've heard of it. You know what it is. Why not promote this shit? I'm not saying dress her up. But they barely promoted it, I feel like. They promoted Triple H's movie, what, The Chaperone? I think more than... They they did a whole angle around Ceno Evil for Kane. And, yeah, Sasha Banks, who... Um, it's not even debatable. She was on the most popular friggin' show on yeah. streaming services of like all time. The Mandalorian is like is probably considered the most popular show on any streaming service. And that beats anything that's been on Netflix, anything that's been on like HBO, anything. I mean, and I'll I guess I'll say HBO whatever Max yeah, now go whatever it is. That stuff's yeah. on TV first. Right. So like I'm thinking about anything that they're just putting on specifically on their streaming services, but anything bigger than anything that's on Paramount Plus, anything that's on Prime, Amazon Prime, The Mandalorian's the best show on freaking Disney altogether. And she was in it. And Andor. Uh I would take Mandalorian over Andor. I would. As much as I loved Andor, yeah, I would take right. Ma- I would take Mandalorian over Andor um only because I mean, just Mando's the best freaking character. He's just, he's so, I mean, let's put it this way. Book of Boba Fett was, I liked Book of Boba Fett. No one else did until they brought back freaking Mando. And then everybody liked it. I didn't, my biggest problem with Book of Boba Fett is, um, well, I really didn't like the mods chase scene. 
Uh, yeah, no. It, yeah. Uh, but other than that, like, well, I mean, fine. I liked it. I like, I like everything. That's my problem is I like everything, but I can see, I could see where people got upset. I know a lot of people who they always envisioned Boba Fett to be this just badass mother effer. And the fact that he kind of wasn't, you know, in that show, it was like, okay, it kind of seemed weird, you know? They tried to make him a three-dimensional character to a certain extent, I suppose. And I, I think they did a great... I, I actually, yeah, I like, I like the seeing his development of a character after he gets out of the Sarlacc pit. I thought that was great. I mean, I'm a sucker for Star Wars in general. Like, yeah. I I don't care. Like, I, I just like to see what happens next. I am... Um, no, but I agree with you that they didn't comp- they didn't even at all promote the fact that she was in Mandalorian. I mean, that's insane. That's insane. She does what? Do you remember what wrestling move she does? She does something. She does like a jet pack. She like bounces off the wall and does something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it wasn't like overtly wrestling. <laughs> no. Wrestling. It's not like when it's not like when CGI Rock in the Scorpion King or Mummy Two he does the eyebrow like the CGI Scorpion King did the eyebrow. <laughs> Oh, by the way, speaking of, I was about to say, did you book the Scorpion King? And then I was like, no, I don't want to know. We need to keep track if we have any um, of the same uh, characters yes. tonight. Wrestlers, yes. eh. I mean, if we both pick like Roman Reigns for something, I mean, well, who? that's duh. But yeah. I'm more about everyone that's not a wrestler. I'm curious. Okay. About. All right. Um, but but Costco Reeves wins. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, how could she not? Of course. So. I like, though, that you, I mean, it's kind of a cheat, but not really. With it right. Being, with it being Sasha Banks. I like that. But. I like, I dig it. I like it. I like that she comes out in the full best car. I love it. Well, spoiler alert, that it's, might not be the only person that blurs the lines. It's, it's Boca Tan time. <laughs> it's Boca time. It's Boca time. <laughs> Are you excited oh, for Ahsoka? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I'd like to see some footage. I will tell you that uh, Rosario Dawson is, she's high on my list of like, women I will forever be in love with. Um, my number one is, uh, um, is always going to be, uh, Charlize Theron. And I mean, it might be Rosario Dawson for number two. I mean, I love her so much. So anything she's in, I'm like immediately all in on. So I like, uh, I like Amy Adams quite a bit. Uh, you know, I feel like she, uh, She's like a, a chameleon. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I appreciate when she showed up and stuff. But then she did like a, to me, like a pitch perfect Lois Lane, mm-hmm. like a Lois Lane that's, you know, figures out who Superman is in four days. Yeah. And I was like, great. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I not, mean, like, let's not, do it. Like, let's not, like, that's a great way to do Lois. It's not Lane. how the comic goes. It took her like 35 years to figure it out. True. But she is written really well now as like um, yeah. a Justice League level threat. When it comes, and that's what's interesting too, is that you got, and you think about this stuff like Superman catches a criminal, right? Well, you know, Superman stops Lex Luthor from doing something. Mm-hmm. How, you know, Lois Lane can present the, can gather the evidence to like make it legally binding in a way. Yes. Like it's just there's two, there's different types of power, you know. You mean to, you mean like so that it erases all that Batman, I mean Superman Returns nonsense where. You know, he's in, uh, Lex Luthor's in court and Superman doesn't show up to testify. Jesus Christ, I hate that movie. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I could do it. Maybe I should do that on Junk Man. Maybe. <laughs> it's so long, though. I, don't, I couldn't take that many notes. All right, so yeah, match yeah. three. Does this is mean? you. Yes, okay. this is you. 
It's for the WWE Undisputed Champion. And it's mm-hmm. a fatal, very fatal mm-hmm. four-way. Oh, boy. Very fatal, Keith. I promise oh, you. It boy. all It's all coming together. Person one, a wrestler. Person two, a living celebrity. Person three, a fictional character. Person four, a living athlete. Okay. So, as we brought you news at the beginning of our program, uh, this show is dedicated to the memory of Alex Murphy, who was, of course, scheduled to compete here tonight in the Fatal 4-Way match. Uh, The match will continue as planned as a way to honor Mr. Murphy, who was killed in the line of duty earlier this week. Um, And we honor him here in his hometown. Mm. And now, for your entertainment, we present this next match. Mm -hmm. Out comes Roman Reigns, the tribal chief. Mm-hmm. His first opponent, a living celebrity, hot off of his win uh, for best supporting actor at the Golden Globes, Ki Hai Kwan. Wow. From the Goonies. Yeah. Indiana Jones and Temple yeah. of Doom. And of course, everything, everywhere, all as once. King, wow. that's Alpha Waymond. Short round, or perhaps data, sources tell me. All those things. And you know what? I, that's an on-the-fly booking. I had someone else here, totally skippable and replaceable. I love me some Kihai Kwan in his speech. I'm, you know, I mean, I don't know this guy. He, you know, he, I mean, nothing to him, etc. But Doom is my favorite. Mm-hmm. You know, what kid didn't want to be short round? Sure. Hang out with India. I love. I am a sucker for stuff like that. Like uh, Dick Tracy. Mm. You know. Like, cool guy with a kid sidekick. Now, yep. it can be done the wrong way, but Short Round is good. The kid's good because it's a Disney movie. Anyway, um, going up against originally scheduled uh, Alex, you know, Officer Alex Murphy. Um, and the fourth athlete, a Birmingham Barons variant of Michael Jordan. Coming out with Vince Russo as his manager. And at the beginning of each um, match, Jordan unsheaths the bat like a sword and hands it to Russo and Russo holds it at ringside because they're you know that you know he, he's the Batman so he watches the bat. This match is a thriller, okay? Kihai Kwan gets the upper hand because it's a fatal four way you can't be disqualified. He sneaks out pinchers of power and gets it onto Jordan, crushing his throwing hand, and he's <laughs> down for the count. Him and Russo leave, all right, because Jordan's hand needs to be repaired. Mm-hmm. Um Roman Hits the Superman punch on Kihai Quad out of nowhere. Then the lights go down. You know, some. The lights turn on. And this walking man machine comes down the aisle. He's king. He's he's part man. He's part machine. But look, he's all cop. Robocop. Shades of Capital Combat. That's right. Shades of Capital Combat. 90. <laughs> Robocop is here. He signed his name to the dotted line. Yep. He's still, from a legal perspective, Officer Alex Murphy. Mm-hmm. He goes to the steps. Roman is panicking. Robocop mounts the steps. Robocop tries to mount the steps. <laughs> Robocop tries to mount the steps. You see the actor <laughs> in the Robocop suit can't mount the steps. Roman sees Kihai Kwan is still down, covers him for the one, two, three. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> that is excellent. I thought for a minute you were going to do like 
Uh, what's the machine that falls down the stairs? In <laughs> At the first? 209. Yeah, I thought you were going to do that. Like, he goes to, he's like, <laughs> and then he well, falls. I wanted to blame the actor because, you know, famously in Capital Combat, that dude couldn't do anything. Was that Peter Weller? No, it was not. Absolutely not. I hope not. Peter Weller no. was in the fucking Naked Lunch. Yeah, Peter, right. Peter, Peter Weller's not doing that. He's not right? doing Capital Combat. Can I mean, unless look, unless they're you... throwing like a million dollars his way. I mean. But they didn't have a million dollars. No, not not in 1990, no. Oh, that's Peter amazing. Weller's a fucking actor. That's right. I am an actor. You know. Alrighty, so um, wow, that's uh, all right. Well, let's hope I can top this here. Um, so this is again, this is for the undisputed championship. It is a fatal four-way. Uh, for some reason, it's the first to the key, first to the egg cage match, which is that's the line from uh, Ready Player One. First to the key, first to the egg. Uh, it has no bearing on the match at all. It's just a cage match. Um, so Roman Reigns is defending his championship against. Jason Momoa, so it's almost like twin magic here. <laughs> um, of course, we have the deadliest man alive, John Wick, is going to be in this match. Uh, that's right, John Wick. And for a living, actual athlete, I went with Boston Bruins left wing Brad Marchand because if there is a one person in this in this universe that is as tough as nails and belongs to be in the cage with those other beasts, it's Brad Marchand. So just, um, that's a shout out to anybody that's a Bruins fan out there. I'm just going to one second before you reveal the winner. Yeah. Okay. There's only one choice that's correct. (laughs) It better be this guy. Uh, see, but he's not Aquaman. I'm sorry. That's true. I know. He's just Jason Momoa. I better get used to it because he's not going to be Aquaman much longer. So, yeah, that's true. He's going to be Lobo. It's possible. It's possible, I guess. It is possible. But you never know, because you know what? Jason Momoa might be able to charm the pants off of uh, James Gunn. You never know. You that's never true. know. He is and, a wonderful know, human being. I don't. Yeah, I don't know that Aquaman will even be a thing going forward. You know, yeah. like, I just don't know if he'll even be like one of the things that they care about keeping going, you know? You know, I, what I will say is for all the goofing on goofing on Aquaman that everybody else tends to do uh, within like television and movies and whatnot. I really like Jason Momoa's portrayal of Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he was very likable. Um, yeah. You know, there was just a lot of good stuff going on there. It was a great performance. It's mm-hmm. very easy to get mm-hmm. behind. You know, it's very easy to just have fun with so it's not the person i would have picked mm. from a, but but then i saw it and i was like this is fine so we have uh time of the match on this is 28 49 this match went 28 minutes 49 seconds this cage match this cage match is designed for total all-out war weapons available for all the competitors this does not bode well for either roman reigns or jason momoa who are hoping to rely on their athletic ability and not necessarily their fighting skills Obviously, this match is suited for John Wick, who can kill you with a pencil if you needed, and he shows his skill by knocking Jason Momoa out with a tea kettle in the first two minutes of the match. A tea uh, kettle? Yeah, a tea kettle. A nice glass key t- or a, a ceramic tea kettle. He shatters it over Jason Momoa's head. He busts wide open, and he's bleeding in the corner. Uh, Brad Marchand, also known as a pest, or better yet, a rat, the rat, he pummels Reigns with his lefts and rights and hip-checks him into the side of the cage. 
Brad Marchand then hangs Roman Reigns upside down with a cord wrapped around his legs, and the Tribal Chief has no choice but to watch his championship fall to the hands of either John Wick or Brad Marchand. After an intense back and forth with a chair wielded by Wick and a maple tree branch meleeed by Marchand, the end is nigh as John Wick's wallops Brad Marchand for the one, two, three. Your new champion is John Wick. My God. My God almighty, that man's got a family. He used to. He used to. Oh my god! A dog I love and it. Wife and a house. <laughs> and I'm, I, yeah, he had all those things. So the fictional characters are really going over hard tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with the exception of Roman Reigns, no one could be Roman Reigns, yeah. at least in in some realities. So we, yes. we've evened it out. Yes. Oh, that's good shit. Oh, my God, that's right. I just realized that so far all the matches, all my fictional characters have won all my matches. Is your timer running on the recording? Like No. Yeah. It just says you're recording the call. Okay, good. I'm assuming you're recording. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't show when you're doing video, but. No, that's true. Because I was going to say, I do have, it does say stop recording, but my timer froze at 25 minutes and 32 seconds a long time ago. Oh, good. Um, okay, so now the way that you have the women's rumble, do you want to do this in the, do you want to do back and forth in the spots of five, or do you want to just do, I'll do my rumble and then you do your rumble? I figured we do back, I had assumed back and forth in the spots of five, but let's okay, do good. back and forth, no more snake, just boom, boom, boom. Okay, boom. all right, uh, okay. So, uh, I'll start, I have the rules, so you, I'll go, I'll go on this one. So we're doing yep. a women's royal rumble and a men's royal rumble, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Numbers one through five, two wrestlers. Oh, we're doing the women's first, okay? Yep, yep. And each group of five has its own set of rules. Okay? Yes, yes. First group, two wrestlers, two what we called low-tier fictional characters. Uh -huh. So, you know, and then number five was what we called a main event celebrity. And okay. we sort of left it open to interpretation. So who's going to start this Women's Real Rumble? Alexa Bliss? Sure, why not? She seems like I saw this great meme going around. It was like the number one entrant of the Royal Rumble and the number two entrant in the Royal Rumble are both the number one entrant in the Royal Rumble. Yes. And I was like, yeah, obviously. Obviously. Wanted, yeah. So we've got uh, Alexa Bliss and Asuka. Ah, OK. All right. And then number three, King. You know her. She's a former showgirl, star of goddess. She was incarcerated for six months for assaulting the singer Andrew Carver. That's Nomi Malone. Number three is Nomi Malone, immortalized by Elizabeth Berkley from the film Showgirls. Another <laughs> Paul Ver Johnny C, I see you have Robocop, you're Showgirls. You're a big Paul Verhoeven fan, huh? Come to Paul Verhoeven house. I show you things, yeah. I show you Paul Verhoeven things. Paul Verhoeven house. <laughs> Come to Paul Verhoeven house. All right. This next one is for you, so you better fucking get it. Okay. King, it's time for number four. Who can it be? King, we recognize her. She's a buyer for a prestigious toy company. She loves oldies. She divorced a man for pretending to be an Indian citizen. She's currently dating a robot. That's Sandy Benettoni from Short Circuit 2. <laughs> Pretending to be an Indian man. <laughs> yes. Because you got to assume she marries Ben Javari. They get divorced a, and she ends up with five because he's just like, whoa, input. We have a freaking callback 
to a older show where we we had a problem. We had a big problem with Fisher Stevens. That's right. So going uh, in, going in brown face. Uh, I I recently rewatched oh. Short Circuit two after our last recording, and oh. I love the part where she's in the taxi cab and they're listening to the oldies. Sixteen candles. It's so dumb. So dumb. It is so dumb. I mean, oh. I'm not going to lie to you, though. I did try to figure out some kind of like Morse code using songs. Like, when I when that movie came out, I was like, I can do better than this. And I couldn't, I don't think so. I got you know, stuck uh, on friggin Broadway. <laughs> uh, for length's purposes, I'll cut out the Michael McKean conversation. I was just going to start. <laughs> but he's great in that movie. He's underrated as a sleazy salesman. Wicked underrated. A relax. You know the name now. Know the watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, number five, a main event celebrity. There, it doesn't get any more main event than this. King, you'd recognize a lot of King. You, yeah, this'd be the worst for Michael Cole. That's why I picked the '99 variant. She's a star of Avatar. She's Gamora. She's Uhura. But of course, uh, best known as a star of Center Stage, Zoe Saldana. Yes, she's on my list as well. Wow. So our first cross. No, 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 no. On my list is in my personal list, not this list. <laughs> No, and that's only because Zoe Saldana is like she's a she's a geek at heart. So you know, right? I love yeah, her. Yeah, I like Henry Cavill for the same reasons. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if you and I, I we'll have to see. Like you said, aside from wrestlers, we'll have to see who we have. So for sure. Okay. A, a very right. key high Kwan and Sandy Banatoni wouldn't make it. Those are two. Those are two safe bets. Yes. Europe. Okay, so my number one. Becky Lynch, the former WWE Women's and SmackDown and Raw World Champion. Becky Lynch is in there. She is going to be, you know, she's in there to drive this show, to drive this match. Uh, she's going up against number two. This is my big-time main event celebrity. Oh, my God. Good God almighty, look at who that is. That's the star of G.I. Jane. That's Demi Moore. Demi Moore comes out. Uh, and she, yep, she comes out shaved head and all. She actually has a wig on. And she pulls the wig off, and the hair is gone. I like Demi that. Moore and Becky Lynch back and forth for the good first sixty minutes or sixty seconds, ninety seconds, whatever <laughs> it is or so. Sixty minutes back. Now coming out number three. Here is Anel Dupuy De Soto, who was Daryl Hannah from the nineteen eighty nine movie Steel Magnolias. <laughs> She's a replacement for Shelby Eaton, who was Julia Roberts, who's out due to her diabetes. She's got the glasses. Yeah, that's right. She comes out praying to Jesus with her Bible, and she jumps in there to mix it up with the other two. Now, who's this at number four? Oh, my God. Could it be? It is. Everybody listen. This is Laverne Hooks, Marion Ramsey from Police Academy. She comes out. She's all timid. She barely makes it up the stairs, and then she just goes, quiet, you know, and she starts screaming at the other three women in the ring and starts going nuts with beating them up. Back and forth with uh, some of the moves she learned from uh, Leslie Easterbrook. Very nice. And number five, I have uh, Jade Cargill comes out. So a nice AEW mainstay. Jade Cargill comes out to get into the mix with this here. So NT champion. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Um, I realized an error or a, a depth in my uh, film catalog. I realized the only police academy I've seen is four and five i've never seen police academy one mm, yeah you gotta get you gotta rectify that <laughs> one two and three uh one two three and four are great five is meh. 
Six is hot garbage, and anything after that is just a waste of time. When we did a WCW Must Die, there was an episode where a sign in the a, a fan in the crowd had a sign that said "Police Academy Five equals best movie of all time." And so I of course stopped the podcast dead to review the film because I like had to I stopped watching Thunder and I was like I have to go watch Police Academy Five so I could comment on the Ooh. sign and it was awful. Uh, assignment Miami Beach. The only good thing about that is uh, what's his name Renee. Uh... Renee, oh shit! It's the guy that's the main villain there in that. Um, that he's in. Yeah, Renee Abujwan. Yeah, from Star Trek. Yes. Yes, he's in it. So I like. What about Punky? Oh, Oh, Punky! Hello, Punky! (laughs) Oh, Punky! Punky, come to Miami Beach. We've got the same. Oh, Punky! You gonna watch the Night Court reboot? Of course. I can't uh, wait. Night Court was one of my favorite shows growing up. I, it's on freebie. I'd never seen it oh, until a couple days ago. So good. It's Dude, so that good. second episode with Michael J. Fox and Santa Claus. I mean, I don't it's know so if you're familiar. Good. Like, yes. that's a great episode. Yeah, it's so good. Night Court was so good. It was such a good show. I mean, I, w- I don't want to say it was underrated because it wasn't. It was highly rated. It was it was definitely, it got a lot. I mean, I think uh, John Larroquette won, I think, like two or three Emmys. If not more for his portrayal yeah. as Dan Fielding. I mean, it's just amazing. It's amazing. It's a shame that we lost three of three people. We've lost Harry Harry Stone, Marky Post, and uh, the guy that plays Mac uh, passed away. Like all, like I think he just passed away last year. And it's just a shame I don't that know like that I've gotten to those characters yet. I'm trying to. No, play. you haven't gotten to Marky Post, and you haven't gotten to Mac yet. If you're still in season one, you haven't yet. But uh, I'm you know, surprised how much like turnover, not turnover, but like. Uh, it takes a couple of seasons to get a yes. cast that that's sort of unique. These it is. Days, I feel it like. is. It is. And it's I mean, because, it happens, but well, it's because the, the original public defender, um, I forget who it is, but it's, she, like, a, it's like a middle-aged white woman. And then it's not. Yeah. But she's, she was like a big deal actress at the time. And I think that when they landed her, it was almost like she might've been, I think she kind of thought that she was going to be like the star of the show. And then they realized real quickly that the star of the show was freaking John Larroquette, really. Yeah. And and if not, it's Harry Anderson. And so she left. And then they replaced her with another. Yeah, Ellen Foley. Ellen Foley was the first episode, was the first public defender. And then they replaced her. And then that woman left. And then it was like um, they had a cup. They had like another person who was in there who was like his 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 like what his clerk and then yeah of course like selma diamond was the first bailiff with bull but she she passed away so they replaced yeah. her with they replaced her with another old woman Look, and hey, she died she passed away of lung cancer i think so and okay, then they, not, and then they the, re- i didn't know if that was a character or if that was real like <clears throat> no 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 i think she did pass away from lung cancer but then when they replaced her they replaced her with another older woman and then she died <laughs> Like a year. I know it's sad, but she died like a year later. So then they went and they went, fuck it. And they hired like Marsha Warfield, who's still with us. Yeah. Well, because Marsha War, this this is all connected to wrestling people because yeah. uh, Marsha Warfield is mentioned in Suburban Commando that I just watched for yes. the new TNN podcast. And I was like, mm-hmm. Marsha Warfield, who is that? I forget. And I was like, oh, yeah. That's Roz. She's the oh, fucking. Mr. Oh my God, she's the fucking balls in that in that show though. Oh yeah. God, it's so good. I'm so glad that people are still watching Night Court and it's gonna make a comeback. I'm excited for it. You know what my favorite part of Suburban Commando is now, having just rewatched it. <laughs> it's at the end. Is it the re- end? It's the end where I realized that the the Margie that get hooks up with Hulk Hogan kind of looks like Linda. 
And then it's the Linda end, Hogan like, or Linda McMahon. Linda Hogan. She's dressed all like sexy. Okay. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she gets out of the the thing, and Christopher Lloyd's like, "Hey, I know you." And then he's like, "Huh? Look at you. You're dressed sexy." And then he looks back at Shelly Duvall. And Shelly Duvall's like, "I'm still me. I'm still Popeye's girlfriend." Um. <laughs> uh, Maybe the most I, unique person on the planet. My oh god, yeah. Have you seen Shelly Duvall lately? Yeah, isn't she like? Um, Oof, I mean, you know, uh, she's old. She's had tough times. I think she has. Let's. I don't want. Yeah, I shouldn't say anything, but I no, will no, say I, no. But I will say my favorite part of that movie that I just noticed on a most on a on a very recent rewatch rewatch um, is um, yeah. So when they blow up his his spaceship, when the uh, with the General Zod there character, whatever it is, yeah. Um, did you notice that? Uh, Christopher Lloyd's car was in the garage that they blew up the spaceship in. I did not. And the spaceship blows the garage garage apart. And then in the end, Christopher Lloyd is still driving that car. Is it maybe a different car? Because I feel like no, there's, a, dri- the door- there's a passenger seat door. Because Shep rips the door off and he's like, you got the keys now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love I love your Hogan impression. Well, I'll tell you what they do. You, you know what I like about doing the video, if we make the video, is that yeah. you can see like what it takes to do the voice. You can't just sit here and be like, oh hey, dude. No, you got what they want to. You know, you have to live it. Yeah, you should see when I do my savage impression and I'm just like, Ooh, I gotta tell you what's going on right now. I gotta understand. I Things like are here. It's more about a character. That you Things are happening left and right. I got something to say. Take this, Elizabeth. Take this belt. You just give me this. Take it and go. Take it and go. Okay. Yes, take it and go. Take it and go. Take it and go. That is such a you. You have brought that back. You have brought that into the forefront of because everybody does. Uh-huh. Everybody uh-huh. does. You know, yeah. I could beat you. One, two, three. That's okay. But nobody says do it again. This is what makes you tick. This is what makes you tick. I love those. Dude, Savage in 92, 91, 92 Savage is the best. He's the best. He's the best right. pro, He's the best promo-wise. But getting back to, now, is it my turn? No, we're going to just go back and forth, lest it get confusing. Yeah. Okay, so you did your next five, right? I didn't right? do the one that has athletes, six through ten. Okay, you do it or I have to do it? I need to do it. Do okay, it. go ahead. Yeah. All right. Uh, three wrestlers, two living athletes. This one's not as fun for me, but I wanted to get some athletes out there for folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Natty Neidhart. Mm-hmm. Sonya Deville, who I think they totally dropped the ball on. Serena Williams. Okay. In Wonder Woman armor. Ah. I like that commercial. Mm-hmm. And then... I didn't want to do the female athlete that everybody probably thought I would do. So I saw in the news this this Alyssa Thompson girl who's like 18 year old, 18 years old and just got drafted. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a girl in NXT who looked like she was very promising when watching a rumble. And she was very small and tiny. And she was like a an athlete, like she was on like some show or something like that. And she was doing all sorts of gymnastics. Her name was like Casey something or mm-hmm. I don't know. And I was like, oh, that kind of reminds me of that concept. I'll put her in there. Plus, she's a hot ticket news item. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to you have to tap into the cultural zeitgeist, you know. Sure. 
zeitgeist. I, hope I forget about it tomorrow. So. That's good. I mean, no, go no disrespect. I just don't know much about the the, the, the league. Yeah, it's okay. This is this is very similar with this six through ten for me as well. Uh, just because, like you said, it was it's it's basically wrestlers, and then you're putting in some uh, athletes. So I had number six. I have Tony Storm. Uh, number seven, I have Thunder Rosa. Uh, number eight is my first athlete is Lolo Jones, who is a former Olympian hurdler and bobsledder. Wow, that's yeah. a unique combination of. Events. Well, it was so she was a she's a she was originally a hurdler, and I remember when she finished the Summer Olympics, she's like. She was like, fuck it, I'm going to go and play for the Winter Olympics. So she started training as a bobsledder, and I think she made the bobsled team. So well, look, that's the exact concept of cool runnings. If you're a fast runner, you can mm-hmm. run down the ice fast, and then you yep. can be taught to do. Yes. You know, I'm not trying to trivialize bobsledding. Mm-hmm. But if it happened in a Disney movie, it absolutely happened. And I think this athlete is the one you were having everybody expected. You, I put Brittany Griner in. Is that your everybody? <laughs> yes, because I. Because I didn't want to, like, make any jokes. <laughs> I'm not making any jokes. I just no, felt like I putting her, I felt like I'm putting her in there because I feel like this is, like, she would just be really confused as to what's going on. Uh, she hadn't been around for a while. She hasn't been following the product. She hasn't been following the product. And then she would just, like, e- immediately get eliminated. Um, well, sure. not immediately. Um, and then my last wrestler is uh, Dewdrop. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Got to get some beef in there, you know? <laughs> Can't Absolutely. all be it can't all be 125 pound women in there. Well, you got to do the spot where uh, they're going to eliminate her, and then Dito Bravo comes out at the end and helps. Yes, <laughs> that's my first rumble, so that's you know. So now, uh, what are the rules for 11 through 15? A living musician, mm-hmm. two fictional characters, mm-hmm. and two wrestlers. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so my number 11 is professional musician and sometimes Marvel character, Megan the Stallion. Ah, okay. I'm not too familiar with her work, except all the fucking neckbeards got angry when she was on She-Hulk, which means she's like my favorite. Sure. Uh, number 12, King! Don't you recognize her? <laughs> King. That's... <laughs> number 12, she's an attorney at law! She's best friends with Megan the Stallion. She sometimes <laughs> breaks the fourth wall. She's had sexual intercourse with Daredevil. And she's hated by neckbeards worldwide. It is the She-Hulk. Oh, she yes. comes out. She comes out doing the... the yeah, the, oh, there it is. You know, because... Not because she needs to, mm-hmm. but because everybody gets so angry that it's cool for her, or it's, it's shitty for her to do that, but Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, uh, Tony Stark can, like, be you know can do the playboy stuff at the casino like mm-hmm. his his whole tony stark portrayal before the thing happens is just a cartoon and i love it but why can't she hawk be a cartoon then well because like you said neckbeards get angry i mean it, it's like read the comic yeah like oh the she hawk not- comic was the, yeah. especially dan slot's run on it was crazy with like yeah. fourth wall breaking and yeah. Just nonsense and bonkers and all that. She had the android that was like the big square head android there. I forget what his name was, but, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I read it before. I mean, I read it like right before the show. I didn't read it like years ago. But my thing yeah. is, is that <clears throat> I know the timestamps. Like, I know that's from the 80s. This is from right now. Right, so, right, right. Number 13. Lucky number 13. King, 
do you do you recognize her? I don't know. She's kind of old, Michael. True, but she's a sorceress. She assisted once in the destruction of Queen Bathmorda. She once <laughs> turned into a goat and said, Willow, you idiot. It's Finn Brazel. <laughs> I recently rewatched Willow, and I've been saying uh. I've been saying Willow, you idiot, since I was a kid. <laughs> like even my mom says it to me sometimes. Oh, if I so say something funny. stupid, she'll go, Willow, you idiot. That's so funny. So I just <laughs> I like Finn Rizel, you know? Sure. She's Obi she's Obi Wan. Like Willow is so interesting as a rewatch because mm-hmm. it's really mm. Like it starts out as like really high concept, high fantasy, and then yeah. Alf Kilmer shows up, and it's like it's also a fucking comedy show. And yeah, yeah. Okay. Is I'm here is for it. is Willow on Disney Plus? The like movie, the movie? The series. Yes. The movie is on. Di- All right, yes. good. I got I gotta watch it. I gotta rewatch it. I haven't yeah. seen I haven't seen Willow in probably since 1988. Wow. I mean, I, I mean that's probably how long it's been since I've seen Willow. Yet I've probably watched um. Oh, what was the one? What was the other one? What was the one that um, Tom Cruise was in? Legend. Legend. Yeah, yeah with uh, Tim Curry with in Tim that Curry's, awesome yeah. devil out. Oh, so good. That makeup is so good for Tim Curry. Uh, Tim Curry's Tim Curry. I mean, you know. For sure, I do like Tim Curry. He's mm-hmm. um, I was trying to think if there's there's like some Tim Curry I really like. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. I mean, all the obvious stuff. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Uh, my number 14 is Maurice. My number 15 is Nurse BB. Uh, you love Nurse BB. I I just, I'm waiting for, like, I feel like there's that one person out there who thinks Nurse BB is ridiculous as me. And, like, every, and I feel like they're going to laugh every time I say it. So I just want, I just want to show you this. That, that might have been what I was thinking of, because I just watched the uh, Knives Out. The I love, time. I, I, I freaking love this movie. It's one of my favorite movies, Clue. Yeah. Um, I love Clue. I can't imagine going to see it in theaters and being like, and then your your friend sees it and you're like, oh man, can you believe that Mr. Green was the killer? And then being like, uh, the butler was the killer? Well, I can't, I, I, I would be so pissed if I went and it was the Miss Peacock version. That was yeah. the, it's the worst ending. I, the killer. I think it's just like a beautiful that they tried it. Yeah. Oh, of course. Of course. And, and there's no internet to spread the info, I just, nothing what, like that. What I wonder is, I wonder if, no, they probably didn't have, it probably wasn't that big of a, it wasn't that big of a movie to do. Because I'm trying to think of back in the day when you would go to a movie theater where they were showing film, and if they had like multiple canisters that were delivered with, and you, so like in theater one, it would be the, the, the mystic, you know, this ending and then theater two, but. Maybe, but I also know that when Titanic came out and they were running it in multiple th- screens at oh, like the, yes, right. what they had at the yeah they had it all over they had, they had the thing, over. Yeah. yeah oh no they even, they had they had rollers up in the ceilings that they would run the tape through and because wow. my friend worked at a theater and he said he goes yeah when we were watching like when he's like when we aired like Titanic. Um, or like Beauty and the Beast. It was like some of those really, really big. He said they would take the tape and the tape would run. And so that's how they knew, like they knew the times that like at seven, this movie would play here at seven, 10, it would start here because it took 10 minutes for the thing to go through and all that. So, sure. yeah. So they probably didn't do that, but I love that. Yeah. That's a, that's nice. Great. That's fucking crazy. That's insane. Yeah. All right. 
What do we got for you? Um. Okay. So, well, who was your who was your number fifteen? Uh, Nurse BB and Maurice. Okay. Was okay. That's right. Okay. All right. So, I have. <clears throat> so for my number eleven spot, who is this? Who is this coming down the aisle right now? Thank you for being a friend. Doom, 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 doom. Dabble down the world and back again. It's Rose Nyland. That's right. Rose Nyland coming down from St. Olaf, Minnesota. She comes out to give some, you know, to do a little bit of Vern Gagne action out there for you, folks. So Rose Nyland. Rose Nyland enters the fray. Uh, number 12 coming out is, um, I keep calling her. I kept calling her Io Cherie, and then I realized she changed her name to Io Sky. So Io Sky. E- either or, Io Sky, Io Cherie, whatever, however yeah. name she wants. So she comes out. Uh, number thirteen is um is our musician, and uh, all I can say about this is uh, it's um it's it's Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow is coming out, folks. That's right. Cheryl Crow, multi-time Grammy winner. Cheryl Crow is in the mix here. She's going to mix it up and make sure that everybody knows just how bad she can be. Um, now, Rose is in trouble early on, as you can tell, because she's, you know, she's a gold. Oh, yeah. So there's only one thing that can help her out at this point, and that's number 14. <clears throat> Thank you for being a friend. Oh, it's her roommate. Some may say her tag team partner, Blanche Devereaux, is coming down to help you out, baby. And Blanche Devereaux makes her way into the ring with her purse and starts walloping people left and right to help out her her friend, her dear sweet Rose. And uh, number fifteen is the uh, the the queen of uh, the the queen of wrestling or whatever, Oscar. What does she call herself? Like the queen of the Orient or the Empress, Empress of Tomorrow. Because that's a badass title. Yes, the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka, comes out. So Asuka's out there at number 15. Um, My favorite Golden Girls episode, like I haven't seen all of them, but I watched a lot during COVID <laughs> and stuff like that, is um the episode where the mean lady that lives in the neighborhood dies yeah. and, and yes. they have to go to the funeral home yes. with Mr. Mr. Pfeiffer. Yes, Mr. Pfeiffer. Uh, Mr. Pfeiffer. Like, Mr. No, the, yeah, no, the P is not silent. Oh, yes. and, and fucking... Uh, Dorothy is like she knows those are like really, and I like when he goes, "Oh, are you planning ahead?" And he looks right at <laughs> right at Sophia, and she's like, "Take it easy there, Pfeiffer." <laughs> I fucking love that show. So I don't know if that's like a universally loved episode, but it hit hard the first time I saw oh, it. Oh sure, it oh, hit every, hard. I was laughing episode, my ass off. Every episode of that show hits hard. It's so great. So now we're getting into okay, we got some more wrestlers, more athletes. Sixteen to twenty is one main event fictional character. Mm-hmm. All right, yep. uh, one main event wrestler. So business is definitely picking up. One mm-hmm. athlete and two wrestlers. So number yes. sixteen, King. King. <laughs> Who is that? King, don't you I, recognize her? I think you need glasses, Cole. I don't because I know her. I know her from anywhere. She's one half of one of the first Force Dyads in generations. She's heir to the thrones of the Sith and Jedi. She has a complicated relationship with her friends Finn and Poe. And again, for some reason, she makes guys with tiny dicks really angry. That's Rey Skywalker. (laughs) Ties with tiny dicks. Oh, boo. (laughs) And I tell you, I, Uh um, 
Mm-hmm. I like Ray. It's not her. It's not the character's fault that they wrote episode nine the way they did. No, and I'll tell you right now. Um, I hope Daisy Ridley gets some work. Like right. Yeah, I think she's fantastic. I love her. She's adorable. Absolutely. I have like zero problems that she beat Kylo Ren in the on Planet Star Killer because yeah. number one, he's uh he's leaking blood. Yeah. And. What I love about Kylo Ren is that uh, he's, even though he killed Han, he's still completely conflicted about it. So he believes he's at full dark power, but yes. he's not. No. He's not even close. If anything, he feels so emboldened by it that he's repressing the true emotion, and therefore he's not at full strength. That's right. Uh, and now, but that's the thing, though. And I gathered all that just from watching the performance and looking at the setting and what have you. And if other people can't do that, then that's their problem. I feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for them that you can't like dive into a film. You just take everything at surface level because yeah, male or female character, if Ray yes. wasn't blessed with the force or Kylo wasn't in the circumstances, they would mm-hmm. have no chance. Mm-hmm. Anywho, number 17, our main event superstar, Becky Lynch. So mm. we got a big Becky Lynch Ray standoff. Yep, yep. All right. Ooh, ooh, I like that. A Ray and Becky Lynch standoff. I like that. That's right. Uh, you know they probably they do the. Yeah. That's me pointing at the WrestleMania sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I hope they don't point, but I can do the standoff. Okay, so number eighteen comes after seventeen. King. She's even brought her manager, Bella Lugosi. It's Carrie Strug. <laughs> Oh, wait, Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi? What's that guy's name? Bella Caroli? It was like Belloc. No, Belloc yeah. is the guy that uh, is in Raiders. No, that's Raiders. <laughs> wait, it's that thing that uh, Gandalf says to open the door. He's like, Bella. I think he, I thought he said Bella Lugosi. <laughs> Carrie Strug. Oh, poor Carrie Strug. This Remember is her, her? the lady with the broken ankle. Yeah, oh, Carrie Strug. I'm happy I won. Bella Caroli. Yeah. Bella Caroli. Bella Caroli from Hungary. Ah. Carrie Strug was a. Carrie Strug's a goddamn American hero. All right. I'll tell you right now, Carrie Strug from Tucson, Arizona. See, that's another thing. When you do your King impression, you have to make sure you don't move your. Not your King, your Jim Ross. You can't move your lips. Because he's got, you know, because they got a real palsy. You got a Kara Strug out there, Tucson, Arizona. She was one of the magnificent seven. And won the Women's Olympics in the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta, Georgia. She's giving it her all. I'll tell you right now, she went down to, uh, you know, doing things down. Where the hell did she go to college? I'm looking on her IMDb page. It doesn't freaking I don't think me. she did. I think they gave her pills that made her, like, skip, like, that age uh, or something. Because she's, like... I don't know if she's 12 or if she's 40 when she hits well, that Well, she's joke. 45. She's 45 now. I mean, but, okay. Yeah, I mean that's that was a long time ago. But I remember when she was on, she just just fought on uh, Saturday Night Live, and and they had that kid there to play the Monkey Man was her brother, and I remember that. That was a good. That was a good scene. Right. I love Jim Ross casually discussing things he watched on TV the previous evening. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, that was a, a hell of a show of Kara Strug coming back from the Olympics. Will Farrell played her uh, coach there, Carol Carol uh, uh, <laughs> That's like Jim Ross now would be doing that. Like he didn't back then, but Jim Ross now is like, oh, turn out, it's a Friday night, we're on Dynamite. 
And we're going to be talking about what's coming up. I guess this week's going to be Megan Thee Stallion's going to be on hosting on the Saturday Night Live. Megan the Stallion. Someone's saying, oh, well, she knows how to fall. I mean, that's Megan, Megan the, uh, who's that? What is it? King, what's it? It's not King, it's Taz, Jr. Oh, King, who is that? It's Megan, well, uh, It's Megan the horse. Yeah, that's what it is, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another name for a horse. Like, Megan the, <laughs> why can't I think of another name for a horse? <laughs> well, uh, you know, me, Gambino. Megan the class <laughs> Uh Number eight, number 18 is Lita. <laughs> Oh, Lita, okay. Back so to... fucking rules, man. That's right. There's Lita. There's, there's Cameron, North Carolina. <laughs> what do you mean the camera's not on? I just do it anyway. <laughs> this Jeff, uh, Jeff Hardy's alarm goes off. Do, 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 do. I really hope the video makes it because no one's going to know. I was doing the Jeff Hardy finger thing. Uh, number 20 is Michelle McTaker. Oh, okay. Michelle McTaker. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So now I have, um, for my number 16, there's that, who, who, wait, who the hell did I, oh, that, I keep saying King, but I again, thought you were it's, say, that's gotta be King. <laughs> that's gotta be. No, this is, um, so, uh, I keep forgetting that it was, it was, it's King with Mr. Baseball, Bob Uecker. Oh, oh. Bob Uecker here. And, uh, I'll tell you right now who that is. That, that's. That's Miranda Priestly, you know, Meryl Streep from the Devil Wears Prada. She's oh. coming down the ring right now. <laughs> get me on money. Get me on. Get me on money. That's a pretty good flick. I don't know why no one can get ready for a run through. I like why? Staley Tucci quite a bit. Why am I still waiting? <laughs> I, I love Meryl Streep. Everything Meryl Streep does, I love. And it was either it was either Miranda Priestly or it was the it was Sophie from Sophie's Choice. And I decided to uh I didn't want her to have to make a Sophie's Choice in this matchup, so I went with Miranda Priestly. So what about Madeline Ashton? You know how hard I had to work to pull her name the whole Madeline time we were talking. Ashton. I'm like, uh, Madeline Ashton. I want to talk about. Madeline. <laughs> she's got that fucking thing. That she, she does. Because it's a therapy session and she's like, I want to talk about Madeline. And then the whole room just erupts and screams. Oh, God. Madeline God. Ashton would have taken the Women's Royal Rumble, but she that, didn't make my list. See, this is seriously, this is why you and I are just like meant to be together. Well, who else gets <laughs> that fucking reference? Like Madeline Ashton. And I love when she goes, please don't. And that's for anybody that doesn't know, it's it's Death Becomes Her. Like one oh, of the yes. one of the best comedies, like just dark black comedies out there. Totally Mer needs to be on the radar more. Oh, Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn. Uh, underrated Bruce Willis performance as just a Joe underrated. regular. Yes. Like just um, a regular guy. Isabella Rossellini is in it. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's like uh that's the that's the one I always confuse with um who's the one that's the Merovingian's wife? It's uh <laughs> it's, Monica um, Bellucci. Monica, yeah, Monica Bellucci. I always confuse her with Isabella Rossellini. Isabella Rossellini, Monica Bellucci, and fucking uh Talia Al Ghul, whose name I can never remember. <laughs> Marian Cotillard. Marian Cotillard. <laughs> My father's work. <laughs> She's great in fucking Inception. 
No, no. I mean, she's she's a great actress, but her death in The Dark Knight Rises is terrible. So, but that's just her death, not her acting as the no. character. Have you, you seen know? Have you seen Tenet? No, I have not yet. It might be the movie, the biggest movie with its head up its own ass of all time. I was gonna say, I, I, you know what? As soon as it came out, I didn't hear a lot of people talking about it, it was, and it I was feel height like, of COVID. Yeah, like, and I feel, but, no, yeah. But that's the one that's got um, it's Denzel's son in it, right? John, yeah, John yeah. Michael Washington. Yeah, his name. he was he was awesome in Ballers. Like he was awesome in that. That's if he was anybody on that had. Show? Yeah, and he's like the star, like with uh, the Rock, like it's him and the Rock, like yeah. I've never seen it. Yeah, he plays like um, he's like a wide receiver, I think, and he's like a he's kind of like a um, no, not Randy Moss. I want to say like um, like a Terrell Owens kind of wide receiver where he's just like he's all mouth, you know. O- Ocho Cinco. Or Chad Ocho. I was just gonna say Chad Ocho Cinco. See? Here in the jungle where I live, I actually know who that is because I don't know a ton of real sports, but you can't live here and not. Yeah. Get, I mean, Ocho Cinco, obviously. Well, I would say, see, the only thing I always said about Chad Ocho Cinco is that he was like he wanted to be Terrell Owens and he wanted to be Randy Moss, but he didn't have as much talent as those two guys. Um, and, and Chad Ocho Cinco played for the Patriots for a hot minute. That's and right. That's right. Couldn't couldn't learn our playbook. So they let him go. <laughs> And I remember, like, being excited. I was like, oh, I like Chad Johnson. I always like Chad Johnson. It's Tom Brady, bro. <laughs> Don't forget that name, Tom Brady. Uh, so, <laughs> can you pull the curtain? All right, anyway, so uh, so we had Miranda Priestley. 17, number 17, we have Jenny Finch, who is the – she was like – she's like the world's greatest softball player. That's, like, basically her claim to fame. And right. uh, I, I think she actually – I want to say she struck out like either Alex Rodriguez. She struck out like a major league baseball player. And it was like one of those things where like the guy like didn't even take his bat off his shoulder. It was just like, what that's how. What type of uh, pitching style does she use? Overhand or underhand? No, no, she did the underhand, but she's like, she could throw like gas, like with, you know. And I didn't mean that as any, uh, it's always been interesting no, no, to no. me that, that the games are dip. that that's one of the key differentiators in the game, of course. Yeah. And I always wondered why, but. Yeah. I and, and. I would assume your arm like lives longer if you do the underhand. Um, you know what? I don't. But I don't know. know. I don't trauma know if, every time. Yeah, like I don't know if it necessarily does. I think it's right. just. I don't know why. I I don't know why they teach them how to do that because it's not. It's not like a slow pitch softball league where they're just like high arcs, you know, high arch and right. stuff. Like they're pretty nasty. Like they they have movement and stuff. Like so they're still throwing like freaking curveballs and shit like that. It's just, it's crazy watching like some like when you get into like college and you watch like college softball, like those girls are no joke. And I I always say I always talk about this with my brother. I'm like, I think you could definitely, you know, you could definitely freaking put some of those girls in major league baseball. Like have them start off as like, you know, relief pitchers or something and see. Absolutely. Um, but I don't a know a different set, a skill set if you're pit, you know, on your the pitching stuff. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's it's gonna th- it would throw the league through a loop. The, those hitters, the whole and new I, style. And I just looked it up. It was the 2004 All Star Game. She struck out Albert Pujols, Mike Piazza, and Brian Giles. And Brian Giles says he never even touched a pitch. Her fastball then, was the fastest thing I've ever seen. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just yeah. Uh, throw it out there. So Jenny Finch was my number 17. Um, my number 18 was Nikki Cross. Okay. Uh, number 19 is Mercedes Martinez. Uh, and then number 20 is Charlotte Flair. Uh, 
That's yes. the old Charlotte song. I love Charlotte. Yes. Yeah. It rules. Yeah. Okay. Now we're getting to some insanity with this next one, Keith. 20 through 20, or excuse me, 21 through 25. Mm hmm. One living political figure. Ooh, yes. Who wants to touch that? Uh, one wrestler. <clears throat> one adult film star. Mm hmm. One musician. Mm hmm. And one cartoon character. Okay. My number 21, King. That's a representative from Colorado. That's Lord Bobert. Lord Bobert. The woman she would, she would single-handedly set back the women's movement by over 100 years. She Wait a minute. Fit. She has a microphone. Let's listen in. This is for all the women who want to be me and for all the men who come to see me. I thought Are you were going to you... go. Excuse me. Excuse Are you, me. She goes, like, Are you ready for the grind? But she refuses to do it. All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she says that I know you all want me, but I'm not going to sully myself by wrestling in this match. Oh. So I have a hand picked oh. superstar oh. representative. Okay. Out comes Lacey Evans. Oh, all right. Um, because. They should be friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Lacey Evans takes her place. Um, because even though I wanted to make fun of her, well, I want to make fun of both of them, but I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Number 22, <laughs> Carmella. Ah, Carmella. <laughs> what did Carmella do to herself, Keith? Um, I don't know. The same thing that every woman tends to do to themselves, which is just ruin what is just let themselves age beautifully, naturally, and you'll be fine. Like, I just, like, I'm not trying to be mean, but, like, I will, I threw on an old SmackDown that I, I mm -hmm. went to. I went to a SmackDown show, and it was the day after she won Money in the Bank. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I haven't watched this since I was there. And she looked so different. And I felt, I felt, like, right here for her, I was like, oh, you poor woman. Like, mm -hmm. the world has done this to you, to where mm -hmm. you feel like you had to do what you've done. Mm -hmm. Number 23 uh king that's the owner of the bikini bistro the bikini car wash and i think a bikini real estate firm if johnny c's memory is correct that's Marilyn chambers oh my god ah, that's what i'm gonna wait for michael what a blast from the past Marilyn chambers look at that oh showtime late at night circa 1995 to yep. 1998 sure at a bikini bistro a bikini yep. wash bikini mm -hmm. real estate mm-hmm what are you going to do? Number 24. King, she's graduated to the big time now, but she still promised everyone she knows back home that they'll be friends forever. That's vitamin C. <laughs> vitamin C is that the girl sings, as we grow up, we remember. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, number 25. Now, if you can keep track at home, there's only one character left. It's an animated character. King. Mm -hmm. You recognize her. She's a rescue ranger, a heart of the team. Oh. There's nothing she can't invent. And God help us all. She's responsible for a great number of boys discovering their sexuality. But how will they get her over the top rope, King? It's Gadget. Gadget. <laughs> it is Gadget. I love Gadget. Well, I bet you did. What you a were good older show. Than Gadget was out. Yeah, what a good show. Wow. Gadget confused. The gadgets, a lot of boys who were leading this way were like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. She's a mouse. But I still feel in the, you know, 
And the cockles. Yeah, well, that's yeah. where it is. That's mm-hmm. where it lives. That, that so, was, I mean, for me, that was uh, Jessica Rabbit. I mean. Yeah, but she was human. But she was a human. It doesn't matter. She's animated. They yeah, have animated but, porn. Oh, I mean, I didn't watch animated porn. Well, yeah, did I? <laughs> Back in uh, whatever year it was. I know, I mean, it was <laughs> but I'm yeah, just Gadget. saying, Gadget's a mouse. Now, did you see the new Chippendale movie? I did. It was. Is she, is she in it? Uh, Spoiler alert. Yes, it. <clears throat> But it it Lando's her. Oh okay. Oh really? And the her the B and Monterey Jack not as much because they got Eric Bana to do Monterey Jack. But it's a full Chippendale thing. Now it is very funny. Ooh, the first time you see it, and if it all the jokes haven't been, like all the cameos haven't been spoiled for you. Yeah. All right. I, I have to check that out. Maybe I'll watch that. Maybe I'll watch that tomorrow morning or something. Uh, I kind of see that bad. movie. Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, it's fun enough. Yeah, but that is what made me. That's the last encounter I had with the Rescue Rangers was Gadget. I think they do make that joke, which is not something I'm stealing. Something it was. I used to have, like when I used to like. Uh, I remember one of my buddies told me he like loved Rogue mm. from X Men. Yeah, and I was like, well, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, that's the whole story. That's the whole tweet. Sure. <laughs> that's it for me. Okay, so my number, my number twenty one. Uh, Monet. Monet. That fucking terrible song that they came out with. Mercedes Monet. Uh, So the the former Sasha Banks making an appearance here at the world's greatest Royal Rumble. (laughs) Uh, Number 22. This is my this is my uh, adult film star. I went with just a full on porn star who I love. Actually, she's a MILF porn star. It's uh, Jodie West. And if anybody out there has not ever seen any of Jodie West's material, uh, go on Incognito and go check it out. <laughs> I'm familiar with the, I'm familiar with some of the, the actors. Sure. Work. Yeah. She, and, she my my favorite thing about her is that she tends to get stuck in a lot of places, and then um, her stepson has to help her out, and you know. <laughs> of course he yeah, does. You know. uh, <laughs> and, uh, That's amazing. Moving from one porn star to another porn star. Here's uh. Yes, my cartoon is Selma Bouvier, not oh. Patty, not Marge, Selma. That's right, Selma. Uh, and I could go into the all the last names, but I don't have them in front of me. Let's just say Selma Bouvier, Nahasapima Petalon, McClure, Hans Molman. Like she, Selma married everybody in Springfield at this point, except for I think except for Homer. So uh, Selma Bouvier making it out there at 23, uh, 24. Ah. I'll tell you what, King. I'll tell you what, Bob Uecker. We got here. This is uh, unbelievable. We can't believe we landed this. This is the Chancellor of Germany, Angela Merkel's out here now. Angela Merkel, folks. The new leader of the free world is coming out to uh to 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 give us some German justice, so to speak. <laughs> In the ways of old. So Angela, Angela Merkel coming, not Angela, Angela, Angela Merkel right. coming out at number it. 24. Yep. And now number 25, and I don't know if you know this woman or not, um, but she was, uh, she's a favorite of Stewie Griffin's. Uh, that is Anne Murray. Uh, Anne Murray, who is a, one of the, uh, has, has the lovely, beautiful, uh, wonderful voice and sings things like, you know, um, dreaming, I must be dreaming. So uh, yeah, Anne Murray coming out, folks. I, <laughs> like, I hear I hear the jokes, 
but like I don't know much of her content. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Nobody God. needs to know. They're terrible. We are still uh, just in the women's row rubble, aren't we? I know we are. Yeah. <laughs> all <laughs> that's right. All right. It's good. Uh, twenty-six through thirty-two main event wrestlers, two fictional characters, and number thirty is your choice. I forgot who I did, and then I read it, and I was like, "Oh God, oh, God. I can't believe I did that." All right. Number twenty-six, Charlotte Flair. Number twenty-seven, okay. Sasha Banks, because she's not the same person as Casca Reeves. No, because fictional characters. Oh, okay. But- I like that. I like that. All right. Oh, they probably have like a JBL Triple H moment backstage where they're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. All right. Number twenty-eight, a fictional character, King. We know this woman. That's the three boob woman from Total Recall. Yes. Yeah. You will recall. Benny the cab driver. He had five kids to feed, and he fondled her shortly before she was killed. Oh, I remember. <laughs> but yes, the three food mutant from Total Recall. I don't think they give her a name. I don't know. I didn't look it up. The three, I think three boob mutant was, I think, her name. There you go. She, <laughs> number 29. King. We all remember. <laughs> That's, the gag's getting so old. We remember the time she answered the phone and said, Ghostbusters, what do you want? It's <laughs> Janine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> kind of a sensational Sherry vibe from Janine. Mm-hmm. And then number 30. King, look. It's disgraced pancake entrepreneur Aunt Jemima. She's been gone for months. We didn't know where she'd gone. But she's Aunt returned Jemima. here as number 30 in the Royal Rumble. Aunt Jemima. Oh. That's Pearl Mills. That's Pearl Street Mill and Company. She's from Pearl Mill, Mississippi. Pearl Mill, yes. Oh, um, wonderful. Can she do a top rope suicida like Ray Fenix and Ahmed Johnson? <laughs> Ray Fenix! So my number twenty six. Oh, oh, should I do my winner? I don't. Oh, do you? Oh, do you want to do your winner? Go sure, ahead. just so we yeah. move on. All right, yeah. Uh, Ray Skywalker. All right, all right. I hell? get it. Okay. But, that's, but again, a fictional the the rest another of the fictional character. Yes. Uh, okay, so my number twenty six is um, my name's Lorraine. Lorraine Baines. Lorraine Baines McFly. Leah Thompson comes out to join us here. Yes. Lorraine Baines, yes. You can take your pick at which one do you want. Do you want Lorraine Baines or do you want Lorraine Baines McFly? Do you want Lorraine Baines McFly uh, Tannen? Which one do yeah, you want? from Let's alternate 1985. Yes. You can take whatever you want. Um, Mom, you look so big. Yeah. Number 27, Rhea Ripley. Uh, number 28 is, uh, who is this? Oh, she's not dripping wet, even though everybody else that died did is in the same state they were when they died. That's Barbara Maitland from Beetlejuice, bar- being played by the great Gina Davis. So oh, Barbara Maitland making movie. an appearance, yes, with the face that's, you know, all that, the pulled out, yeah. Uh, yes, very much and so. And that dress. Hmm? Yes. Uh, number 29 is Bianca Belair, so Bianca Belair getting in there. And number 30, here she comes. Miss America? Dun, 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 it is Michelle Obama coming down the aisle. The former first lady, Michelle Obama. Uh, Michelle Obama is in there as number 30. Our, uh, the crowd goes mild. Um, no, the crowd goes wild. And uh, the winner in a thrilling upset, tossing out both Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch, who I just like to say went coast to coast in this. That's uh, right. It, so uh, for a double clothesline is the uh, the St. Olaf Massacreist Rose Nyland wins our Rumble, ladies the and gentlemen. The St. Olaf Massacre. 
She's down. She gets up. Oh, shit, I can win. She said, you know, well, don't forget. Remember when she when she thought that Dorothy was making cupcakes with uh with with nah, what was the guy's name? Niles or whatever the guy was. And she oh, broke God. the cup. <laughs> so, I don't know if I've seen that one. Yeah, it's a good episode. I so. need to, though. I need <clears throat> to get back on that horse, man. All right. So. Um, I love it. I love, again, fiction trumps reality, yeah. as it does always. Now, uh, now, real quick, I did write a promo if you want. Oh, my God, yes. I love <laughs> these things happen. But it's only if ask. you want it. You want I didn't it? Ask, I ask. Look. You did not ask. I always want. I never ask because I don't want to put the pressure. But I you did write I mean? one. Yes, I, okay. I want it. And it is somebody who was in my Men's Royal Rumble, so... Okay. So a bit of a spoiler. I'm okay with spoilers. Well, it's a spoiler, but it's not a big spoiler because you would think that this person would be in it. <clears throat> so we go to the back, and it's Stifler's mom is in the back stage in the area, and she's sitting Jennifer in the Coolidge. Or yes, is it Stifler's it, but, mom. It's Stifler's mom. That's Jennifer sure. Coolidge. So right, she's right. sitting in the chair in the in the pool table room, and she goes, "Ow, oh, so Mr. Punk, what do you what do you think your odds are tonight in the Ultimate Royal Rumble?" Do you think you have what it takes to satisfy not only all of these fans, but also me? I mean, after all, you're younger than me, you're in better shape than Finch, and I love the way you fill out your trunks with that big old horse. Whoa, 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 whoa. Easy, lady. Easy. Hold your horses. Listen, do you think I have, do I think I have what it takes? (laughs) Well, of course I do. I am the best in the world at what it is I do, and no one out there can hold a candle to my flame. Let's talk about the trash that didn't make the cut in this match. Jericho, Colt Cabana, the Young Bucks, Triple H. Those relics are better off on the sidelines, or better yet, buried under the rocks they slime their way out of. I hope they're all listening to the I hope that you're all listening to these fans out here. They want a real man to win this thing. And when I do, I hope you're all prepared for the true judgment day coming your way. Punk out. I gotta do it with this little spotlight thing going on here. Yeah, oh, yeah. mysterious. Yeah, you are. Which was better, the first of the four? Or the... Um, I kind of like that one now. All right. Hey, leave dark it and mysterious. Yeah. So we go to the men's Royal Rumble. All right. So, um, two wrestlers. Yes. Two low-tier fictional characters and one main event celebrity here. Yes, it's just the same setup as the women's, but that's, that's all right. Mm-hmm. Number one, Kevin Owens. Number two, Austin Theory. Number three, King! I can't quite... Yes, wait! It is! It's... <laughs> Fuck, I lost this. It's famed fashion designer and window dressing artist, Hollywood Montrose! He claims he once saw a man have sex with a mannequin, and then again, another man, years later, in a similar yet unrelated incident. (laughs) Now, if you're unfamiliar with Hollywood Montrose, he's from Mannequin and Mannequin 2 on the move. The actor was in uh, Designing Women. Uh, (laughs) I can't remember his name. Uh, Hollywood Montrose. (laughs) He drove that pink Cadillac car. Dude, Hollywood fucking rules. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. All right. Um, he's he's a big favorite of mine. Now, of course, Mannequin starring Kim Cattrall, Andrew McCarthy, Misha. Oh, Misha. Oh, what's his name? Me. 
Misha Smith. I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the man's legacy. I know he's passed away. Um, mm. But yeah, I, it's just a great character. It's hilarious. I I fucking love Hollywood. Um, I wish that they like make uh give him his own show on like Paramount Plus or something. Oh, he's dead though. That, I didn't he is. Know. He passed away. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, number uh, four. Now number four, <clears throat> King. What's that music? Some <laughs> some like. I don't know if this is, I hope this is not derogatory, like Calypso music. Is that like a thing? That's like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Do, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, King, wait, could it be? Yes. Out walks Bernie Lomax. I, I fucking knew it. As soon as you said Calypso music, I go, he's going to do fucking dead Bernie from Wicked with the, at Bernie's too. With the arrow through his head. It's yeah. Bernie Lomax, King. We thought we'd heard rumors he was dead. Halfway down, his music stops because, you know, it's the Royal Rumble. And Bernie just. Now, what happens is Andrew McCarthy runs out. And he's like, Richard, Richard, it's biting. And then Jonathan Silverman comes out as their characters, um, Andrew and Richard. And they tie him up to them and they wrestle in the Royal Rumble as one person. But oh, it's all three of them. Oh, God. What the hell uh, are you doing? <laughs> I love it. It's so good. You know, what's awesome is that uh, <laughs> I think. What's his name's in? He's in. Yeah. I think yes, Bernie Lomax. Yes. He's in Mannequin big, Two, isn't he? Yes, that's one of the gags I have. Hollywood turns around and he's like, Richard, where's the mannequin? And he's like, Ah, uh, Hollywood. Uh, oh no, I think that Bernie. I think Bernie Lomax is in Mannequin Two. That's right. Shared cinematic universe. You have a shared cinematic you universe. You have shared cinematic universe with not only Bernie but Hollywood and. So you have Terry Kaiser, Misha Taylor, and Andrew McCarthy. You are unbelievable. What a freaking wicked web that you are weaving there. Richard, what are you doing with the evil cow from Mannequin 2? And and what are you doing with this guy? Uh, Hollywood. Where where is the mannequin? (laughs) Number five is uh, my big main event celebrity. It's Chris Pratt. And as soon as he gets in the ring, everyone teams up on him and eliminates him immediately. I can't fucking stand him. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Do we have crossover? No, but you'll laugh when you hear okay. why. All right. Okay. Good. All right. <clears throat> so my number my number one and two is uh Arnold Horshack from Welcome Back Cotter. And number two is Larry Dallas from Three's Company. I thought you were gonna say Larry David, but that's good too. Uh, no, Larry Davis, da- Larry Dallas, who was you know J- Jack Tripper's like sleazy friend yeah. who always hung out at the Eagle Beagle. So they go in number one and two to minimal applause at best. <laughs> These are your low tier fictional characters. Yes. I love that we both sort of we got the the low key the upload. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but now our main, a bad movie. But number three main event player is the one and only Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt comes out to enormous applause, and he just comes in and he immediately eliminates the two, Rorschach and Larry, because they just suck balls. Uh, Number four is, I went with a little bit of flavor from TNA. We have Ace Austin, and coming out right after him is Bully Ray. So number four and five, Bully Ray and Ace Austin in there with Brad Pitt. Fucking Bully Ray. Hmm? Brooke, I freaking love you! Back in TNA. Yeah. Where he belongs. <laughs> that is true. That is where he belongs. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, number six through ten. Three wrestlers and two living athletes. Number six. 
Sami Zayn, still able to stay with WWE since they haven't been sold yet. Number mm-hmm. seven, Kofi Kingston. Ah, Kofi Kingston. Number eight, someone who is slowly becoming one of my favorite characters in the modern product, and it's because she's doing a lot of the work, but he's doing his part well, and that's why he makes the list. All right, so I want to make that very clear. All you people out there could come back at me and be like, well, you know, Johnny Gargano can work a five-star match. That's great, but Johnny Gargano is, or whatever his name is, is not fucking hanging out with Rhea Ripley making me laugh, all right? And that's Dominic Mysterio. All right. And you know what? Because the hair is now part of the character, all right? I I support it. All right. Um, Number nine, Charles Barkley. This oh, I'm just, a, I'm just in a Royal Rumble. This is, ter- this is terrible. That's just terrible. That's terrible. That's, that's terrible, John. Why would you that's, do that? That's just terrible. And number 10, my final entry of the the, the set, my living athlete. Uh, because I'm from Cincinnati, I know who this guy is. I don't know if anybody else does or if he actually got good after he sucked here when he played for the Bengals. But it's Big Daddy Dan Wilkinson. Former, former number one pick and big letdown. So if he if he like won a super like five Super Bowls for somebody, then fucking uh, for me. But, okay. Uh, he was I just it was a big thing like whoa big daddy Dan Wilkinson. Uh, Dan Wilkinson, sure. So and then uh and then he like sucked I guess. Dan Wilkinson. Ah, uh, that's really hey, funny. Does it look like I got a soda from the hungry heifer from Critters too? Oh. You get that reference. I'm gonna love you. Where is that from, though, in real life? United Dairy Farmers. Oh. <laughs> it's like a thing. I don't know if it's a regional thing or not. I don't know. It's a, it must be regional. Okay. <laughs> That's it's like awesome. A ice, it's an ice cream gas station. Ah, okay. Uh, I don't have anything local around. The only thing local I have in my house is, it's not even local anymore, is Dunks. <laughs> America yeah, okay. runs on Dunkin'. Um, um, I still love that Casey have like, Dunkin' Donuts sketch, though. What is, like, what's your, like, local coffee... Like, uh, UDF has, uh, we have Duncan here now. Uh, yeah. We have Starbucks. We don't really, ha- I, honestly, like, UDF is sort of like. That's like your local one? Uh, well, people go there to get coffee in the morning, like, yeah. you get your Speedway or other oh, gas yeah. station. I mean, we don't have, like, a, to my knowledge, I'm also not a big coffee guy, but start, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have, we it's just a franchise. Well, it's like you don't have like Tim Horner, like that's in Canada, but like. Oh know. no, there's a Tim Hortons right up the street. There's a Tim Hortons, nice. Yep. Tim Hor- I just said Tim Horner. Well, like it's the, not right up like the street. The, like it's the, like, <laughs> there's a big, uh, there's a big mall not too far from where I live. It's uh, ah. it's a mall they built in the 2000s though, so it's a modern mall. And uh, there's a Tim Hortons connected to a Wendy's though. Ah, okay. So if they're owned by the same company or not. Hmm. All right. Um. All right. So my number six is Jungle Boy. Uh, yeah i you know what it, it's funny when you were talking about just you know somebody who's made vast improvements and you really like the the work that he does i love jungle boy i think he's great and uh it's kind of cool that he's got that you know i, I it's a shame his father passed away but it's kind of cool that he's got you know his dad was uh luke not luke wilson luke um what's his fucking dad's name luke uh is he a wrestler no his dad was the guy from in 90210 Oh, Luke Perry? Perry, yeah. His dad's Luke Perry. Yeah. Fucking kidding me. Oh yeah. He was like at first he was like coming out with him. I I wanna say when when he first came on AEW, I think he made appearances with him with him. 
I'm fucking floored. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm thinking, I've heard him be called Jungle Boy Jack Perry before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never... Yeah, yeah I God. think he, yeah, I think he did make... Good. I think he did make a couple of... I mean, I'm pretty sure he made a couple appearances on AEW, so... Uh, yeah um so i have jungle boy is the is number six number seven uh and this is where you're gonna laugh it's uh <laughs> disgraced baseball player trevor bauer uh who <laughs> if you don't know who trevor bauer is trevor bauer signed like the largest contract in like for the dodgers as a pitcher oh yes and this he guy, had I like about this guy. yeah and he's the guy who like he was you know having he he was basically having anal sex with like a, a like a prostitute or or not a prostitute but like women and they were like unconscious and all this so he kind of got like he's like considered one of the biggest pieces of shit now in baseball so uh as soon as he comes in the ring everybody gangs up on him beats the shit out of him and throws him out a la your chris pratt kind of sure. is <laughs> although i don't think chris pratt's as evil as that guy no he's not as evil as that guy but you know he is a douche so i agree no, he with is that. a douche for sure. Um, number eight I have is Sami Zayn. So you and I have Sami Zayn in the same block, which is kind of nice. cool. That's cool. Yep. Uh, number nine, I have uh, TB12, touchdown Tom Brady. So to- Tom Brady comes out. I got to throw it out there. So, no, you know, for sure. I get it. You got to have Tommy out there. I mean, Tommy. I, I, yeah, I get it. I Tommy, like Joe Burrow. Yeah. Well, Tommy. he's local. He is. And, and Tommy is. I, I see, I would like to say Tommy is the boomer Esiason of uh, – of Boston, but uh, even Boomer Esiason no. would admit that he's nowhere yeah. near Tom no, Brady. Okay. At this point. Yeah, but, Brady's like a Michael Jordan type figure. But I do love, I love Boomer, so you know. Um, and then number what ten, about I have. QB, what about QB Eagles? <laughs> QB Eagles. My daughter, have you seen the clip of Family Guy where they play Tecmo Super Bowl? Yes. Okay, all right. I was gonna say she showed it to me the other day, and she's like, "You might like this," and I was like, having a heart attack, laughing so hard. You know, when I, I think I told you this before, when I was in, when I was in college, we used to play, uh, like Tecmo Super Bowl all the time. And I was always the Cincinnati Bengals because I loved Boomer Esiason. I loved, um, I think it was, was it Tim McGee? Uh, then they had, uh, it was Icky Woods was on the team. And then also was, um, oh, James, James Brooks, I think. I think it was James Brooks. And then the best part about it was there was the defense. So Bo Jackson was untouchable. Like you could not touch Bo Jackson. But there was one guy who was like equal to Bo Jackson on the defense. And it was, I think his name was David Fulter and he played for the Bengals. So whenever the Bengals would end up playing the Raiders, he was the only guy that could tackle Bo Jackson. And I was always the Bengals because of that. And yeah, I love the freaking Bengals. Nice. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I lo- I love that game. I like to emulate it. Um, but oh I, yeah, I, I play it and I always pick the Seahawks and I always uh, wait rush to get the defense and I'm always the boss every time. <laughs> Have you boss. ever seen the movie Stone Cold with Brian Bosworth? <laughs> I mean, I think like once or twice. Yeah, as like okay. a uh, as like a joke. Like everybody. Well, sure, knows. but it's it's such a great, awesome, bad movie. Oh yeah, it's it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the boss is awful like that. And that yeah. destroyed his career pretty much. Yeah. 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 Like that, that pretty much destroyed everything about him. Yeah. That had James Brooks, Icky Woods, Boomer Siason. Um, yeah. It had uh, who else was on there. That's a great. Yeah. That's a great Tim McGee. Yeah. Tim McGee. That was a great. That was a great game. I love that game. I should go back and try to find a way to get that again. It's um, classic. It is. So. Um. Oh, and then my number ten guy is Solo Sika, because he's oh, okay. 
He's fucking nasty. Yeah. So, all right, back to you for number 11. All right. One living musician, two fictional characters, and two wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 11, King. That's a former member of the NKOTP. He sang that one song, Give It To You, where they danced in front of the big Ferris wheel. He even says in the song, I'm the place to be. And I've wondered for years why they didn't make that into the intro of the Place to Be podcast. It's Jordan Knight. Jordan Knight. Seriously, it's right there, Scott and JT. I'm the place to be. So when I was in high school, that was a big thing. Like, boy bands was, like, everywhere. So it's sure. just, you, you threw osmosis. You're watching TRL because that's what you do. You're waiting for Nookie to come on. And you also mm-hmm. catch Jordan Knight's Give It To You. Yeah. It was a fantastic music video. Sure. Like, it's he's the he's one of the worst of the, like, boy guys that went solo. And you threw it out, a little Boston reference, too. So I appreciate that as well. Um, Number 12. King, I got. I don't know. I don't know why I do it every fucking time. King, that's Scott Howard, the starting point guard for the Beacon Town Beavers. Scott he single. Howard. He single-handedly led the team to the first state championship in over 200 years. Sports writer said, and I quote, "He's an animal on the court." <laughs> now, number 42 for the Beacon Town Beavers is Scott Howard. And if you don't know who it is, folks, that's the Teen Wolf. Scott Howard. Oh, boy. Number 13. We all all recognize him, King. He's sometimes referred to as a man-child. He was suspect numero uno in the most well-known case of bicycle thievery since that movie, The Bicycle Thief. (laughs) He trains for matches in his world-class bathtub slash swimming pool, and he never goes anywhere without his bodyguard, Sub-Zero from The Running Man. That's Francis Buxton. Now... A connection here, Francis Buxton from Big Top Pee Wee is in Teen Wolf with Scott Howard playing Chubby, the power forward or the center. All right. Now, if you're not familiar with Francis Buxton, okay, he is the dude that he's a Pee Wee's like, I didn't steal your bike, Pee Wee. And Pee Wee's like, you stole my bike, Francis. Okay. That's, his bodyguard is the dude that plays Sub-Zero in The Running Man. And he's in that big bathtub, you know. Number 14 is Seamus, so I'm sure that'll go well. We're miles where anyone can hear you. <laughs> go ahead. Scream if you want. We're miles. And um, I don't know if Scott Howard ever turns into the T-Wolf. Teen Wolf, but he might have to because number 15 is Gunther. Is that his name? Gunther? I can't remember if Gunther's the good name. Or no, the Walter is the better name. In my yeah, opinion. Walter's the good. Yeah, Gunther is the new name. But Gunther's what he is now. So, nice. yeah, so, so yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, it's cool. I, I would... no, you're, you, oh, you'll, you'll know why. Uh, <clears throat> uh, okay, so, so oh, so Gunther was your number 15? 15? Okay. Right. So I have, um, oh, here we go now. We're going back to the old days at Polk High School football. This man scored four touchdowns in one game. That's right. This is Al Bundy, everybody. Number 11 is Al Bundy. But he comes down, Al Bundy, that's right. Hey, Peg. Al Bundy hey. comes down. I can tell you're doing the hand in your pants thing because you were leaning back. Yeah. So Al Bundy comes down number 11, uh, followed quickly uh, 90 seconds later by Ricochet. So Ricochet <laughs> making his appearance in there. What's he doing that slips for, Peg? What's he doing this? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I love it. 
Uh, number 13. Ah, I'll tell you what, Jim Ross. I don't know about this guy over here with the eight limbs that he's got going on. This is Dr. R. What's his name? Otto Octavius? Is that who it is? That's Rock King. That's Rock King. That's Rock King. Otto Octavius. I ran out there. This is goddamn Doc Ock. I don't know how that's not legal. He shouldn't be wear, allowed to wear that. Well, I guess the harness is attached to his body permanently, so I guess he's got to have he's got to have four extra arms and legs. I don't understand that. But it's not his thing. Disgruntled Jr. trying to explain Otto Octavius in the Royal Rumble. I don't see. I don't know where, where the hell is who the hell's booking this Rumble. Where's Pat Patterson when you need him? Um. <laughs> oh, so now he's just an eight-armed man. That's okay. I was just gonna let a guy in there with fucking eight arms. What the fuck? Um, number 14 is, uh, Pierre Carl Ouellette, PCO coming in, making a rare appearance here in, uh. in Rio de Janeiro. So PCO coming down and number 15, my God, look at this man. This is one of the best rock and roll players of all time. It's Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters is coming down here. Everybody, Dave Grohl. Give it up. Give it up, Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. I bet he's good friends with that octopus fella. Belongs in here just as much as he does. Jesus Christ, I don't know about this goddamn octopus guy. Maybe he could play drums and guitar at the same goddamn time. I hope he wins. I hope so bad that he wins. Oh. Okay. Right. I'm sorry. Number 16. <laughs> okay. One main event fictional character, one main event wrestler, one athlete, two wrestlers. Number 16. King, he's returned to the WWE after a 34-year absence, released from prison just last year after being convicted of one case of involuntary manslaughter, but also one case of murder in the first degree. He's dedicated his comeback to his brother Randy, who died shortly after this man's arrest when he was abandoned in a grocery store overnight and his wheelchair tipped over and no one was there to inspire him to stay alive. That's former WWE champion Rip. Convicted of involuntary manslaughter. <laughs> because because he would have been, right? His brothers in the overturned wheelchair. His brothers. That's fantastic. And there's nothing funny about about being in an overturned wheelchair. What was funny is that he's wheeled back to life with the rip. Like, what's that smell? Exactly. It's it is it's rip. The greatest thing is that so Randy is played by Mark Pellegrino, who yeah. is who's fucking Jacob and Lost. I don't know if you watched Lost or not, but he was like, he's awesome. Like, I freaking love Mark Pellegrino. He was in the show uh, Being Human that was on, like, sci-fi. And yeah. then he's Jacob. I mean, dude, he's so good. Whenever he pops up in shit, I get, like, so excited. Um, he's Billy Phelps in uh, Lethal Weapon 3. I get all excited when I see him, and I go, and every time I see him, I'm like, that's the guy that was Randy Thomas. <laughs> like talk about like if i ever got to meet him i'd be like dude did you just i hope you got at least a decent check because <laughs> i mean I, that uh, movie that movie's fucking garbage <laughs> my favorite part of the whole movie is right when rip comes out and he's like rip on. they shoot they're shooting him from behind he goes rip on rip on come on randy let's go charlie and then it cuts to him walking and he's just doing his whole thing he's like we're gonna rip jake bullet man yeah but his I, lips aren't moving i just i just wish that once hogan brought that blue belt in you know, like in War of the Blue Belt. Like, again, where's the cross promotion? Why didn't he defend the blue championship ever? I just watched the Saturday Night Live where Zeus blocks the cage. <laughs> but here's the thing. 
I'd only ever known that from the build-up video to No Holds Barred, the match, the movie. So to me, in my mind, that was always an epic moment. It happens, and then they just cut to a commercial, and Zeus well, is gone. I mean, and then and then he has, I mean, you know, to cut back to wrestling, then he has a right. freaking banger of a match with the boss man. Is yes, that where he, he, su- yes. he, su- he suplexes him off the top of the cage in that, right? Yeah, and boss man's yeah. all bleeding and shit. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, a great match, match with the boss man. So, yeah, that's pretty funny. But I love uh, that Zeus with his armor or whatever yeah. it was. Uh, oh. Number 17 is my main event wrestler. It's John Cena. And he just yeah. came back, oh, so okay. I think it's right. eligible. Number 18 is my athlete, King. I know him. He says, quote, therapy can dramatically change your life. It helped me a lot, so you should try it for yourself. It's Michael Phelps. <laughs> no, I got nothing against Michael Phelps or therapy, all right? It's just the way Phelps gives that performance. Sure. Therapy can help dramatically change your life. Help me. You should try it for yourself. <laughs> it's like, no take two? Can we do a take two on Phelps? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nope. Michael, 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 I know you're very talented. I see the medals. Nope. One take, take Phelps. Just, nope. just one? One take Phelps. Very well, let's use take That's one. It. Like, it's just a bad take. Number right. 19. Number hey, 19. hey, kids, it's crusty. Hey, hey kids. <laughs> take two. Are you, hey, kids. I feel like I'm, it looks like I'm broadcasting from the Alkali Flats. No, no, you look good. Uh, well. Class. Number 19 is Seth Franklin Rollins. Ah. And number 20 is Lashy. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Apple thinks that should be Lashy. It's Lashley. <laughs> Apple thinks it should be Lashley. <laughs> Apple hates Cena, for God's sakes. Oh. Why? What did it say? Oh, because it's, it's, it's just because it's spelled C E N A. Oh. <laughs> King, right. Apple's betrayed Cena. Yes. yes, it's Gwyneth Paltrow's son. He's in the Royal Rumble for some reason. I mean, they let an octopus guy in. That's right. Um, <laughs> Goddamn, so Bob, the octopus is still okay. in here. We got to get number 20 here. Goddamn octopus is in here. Who's number 16, King? Uh, well, all right, so number 16 is my main event guy. It's AJ Styles. So I think you and I kind of had a similar, you know, yeah, we're going to have AJ Styles in there. Um, He's going to go in there. To ta- AJ Styles in there to hang with the octopus guy. Just so we well, can get King. him in there. That goddamn octopus can't go in Styles Clash King. It's gonna have a lot of arms around it. I mean, where the other arms gonna be? Number you seven. Tell me, King. Where the arms gonna go? Number number seventeen is uh recently he signed extension to the Boston Red Sox. Now one of the most expensive players in baseball, Rafael Devers, our third baseman. Uh, oh, Raphael Devers, I'll take him over goddamn octopus. Raphael Devers, who uh, he's gonna be the he's now the uh, face of the team. Uh, the guy doesn't speak any English, so uh, it's gonna be kind of hard during, uh, you know, to have commercials with him for uh, Subway and stuff like that. Well, Dante okay. didn't speak English, and he turned out fine. I mean, not about great. Not much. I sound like you have to speak English to turn out fine. I'm just saying, in the business of selling yourself, yes. you're gonna need to bring it to the, every audience you can. Yeah. Well, so there's the whole the, the whole comparison to him to David Ortiz is that Rafael Devers is young, and then he's kind of already a clutch hitter. And if anything, he's just going to grow into this, like, amazing character like David Ortiz ended up becoming. And the thing is, is David Ortiz has done so many freaking commercials for the Boston area that, like, mm-hmm. he's on TV all the time now. And I just – I at least David Ortiz speaks English. Like, that's the thing. This kid right. barely speaks English. So it'll just be fun to see how he develops as a as a human in this in this uh, area of the, of the, of the country. Um, <clears throat> number 18 – uh, so it's time for. 
it's clobbering time. So CM Punk makes his way down to the ring. But, oh, no, wait. He never makes it to the ring because coming out from behind is Cole Cabana, who just beats the shit out of him and cleans his clock and pulls him in the back. So CM Punk, after cutting that promo behind, never gets to make it to the ring into the Rumble because Cole Cabana just destroys him on the way to the ring. <laughs> now, fans, I understand that Cole Cabana's got issues with Phil Brooks, but tell me the goddamn octopus man is still in the ring and we can't even get a former world champion. No, we can't. No former world champion here. However... We do have one of the richest men in Gotham City. Batman is out here. So Batman comes out number 19. Maybe that bat fellow will be able to do something with that goddamn octopus. I don't know. We'll see who it is. Oh, no, bats can fly. Octopus can swim. That's right. Goddamn octopus. And then number 20 is uh, Claudio Castagnoli. I, mm. I never I never learned how to say uh, his name correctly, but, uh, okay. you he know. just called Cesaro. Yeah, the great Cesaro comes in. I mean, yeah, Cesaro does that spin move. With the goddamn octopus. I bet you that'd be a fun to say a thing. So, uh... You can throw him all the way to goddamn motion for all I care. Get this octopus off my television. Uh, well, enough for nothing, J.R., but the octopus is a pretty talented competitor. He's goddamn octopus, Taz. Why don't you bury him? <laughs> all right, number 21. You're up. Okay. One living political figure, one wrestler, one adult film star, one musician, one cartoon character. Number 21, living political figure. You know, I like there's two screens here, but there should probably be a third screen if you want to be a true democracy. And I was a Navy SEAL. That's blurring the lines right there. <laughs> Jesse the Body Ventura. Number you know, 20. Okay, please, no. You know, I don't know if you know this, but I'm the only wrestler who gets a package sent to my house every month from Vince McMahon. I call it my retirement package. I'm the only guy that gets money from him for royalties. Did you know that, Johnny C? Did you know that? Well, here's I... another thing I don't understand, Keith. AJ Styles handed me a pamphlet with some literature that was helpful for me and everybody on the internet thinks it's their business <laughs> me and aj styles want to send communications in a folded paper format i almost died for this country you know i remember when i quit the wwf back in 1986 to go make the predator movie with arnold schwarzenegger and Vince McMahon called me up and said, you're not going to do that movie. And I said, yes, I am. And then all of a sudden he gets a phone call. Vince McMahon gets a phone call from one Dick Ebersol and says, we signed to do this Saturday night's main event with Jesse the Body Ventura, not Bobby the Brain Heenan. You better get that guy back. He does get them them sweet, sweet checks, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He bastard. <laughs> I love it, the political figure. Governor Governor Ventura. I, they called me the mayor of Menlo Park. Oh, wait, that's fucking Thomas Edison. <laughs> I'm, Edison. Uh, I'm the mayor Park. of Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. Menlo Park, yes! Oh, Johnny C. I, I couldn't remember. Where. Oh, I love it. Number 22 could have been the Riddler, but it's Riddle. Oh. Your apple's calling him the Riddler. Oh, no. How's this guy supposed to breathe, King? <laughs> Maybe he can hang out with a goddamn octopus, man. He's got that tape on his mouth. 
no, number 22 is riddle. Number 23, mm. King. We know this man. He's in that movie where Lindsay Lohan's naked. And don't pretend you haven't watched a compilation of at least those clips once, regardless of how it seems that now she was once super hot. And you're curious. It's James Dean. James I guess he's, Dean. Yes. I guess he's a, but he's in that movie with Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I've seen, I've seen compilations. What are we going to do? He also did, do uh, you remember like Octomom? He also did Octomom. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, like o- Octomom did a porno, and I think she sleeps with him in that. I think he also did Teen Mom. That's who it is, Teen Mom, not Octomom. Okay. Teen Mom, yeah, Teen Mom. But I remember Octomom, a yeah. sensation. Oh, yeah. goddamn! You know what? You know Octomom, the great goddamn octopus man. <laughs> octopus, Octomom, Octodad. What the hell, Octo here? Whoa. <laughs> Number twenty-four is my musician. King, this man's a re- this man remains a mystery to this day. Origins unknown, but I hear his album has a hidden bonus track. It's Chris G- <laughs> Chris Gaines. <laughs> I think Chris Gaines. I think that's fucking Garth Brooks's CD. It is, or yeah, it's like Garth, Garth Brooks's alter ego. I don't know anything about it except it looks like Zoolander. Yeah. And then number 25 animated character, King. We all know that, man. He's our friend. And a whole lot more. It's Denver, the last dinosaur. There's <laughs> a goddamn dinosaur in the ring now. We got octopus. We got dinosaurs. We got Chris Gaines. What the hell's going on here? Goddamn octopus, man. And a goddamn dinosaur. What the hell kind of rumble is this? How they gonna get it? How they gonna get a dinosaur out of there, King? <laughs> I forgot it was a real rumble. I thought it was just a reference issue. It's like an episode of Family Guy. What can we talk? Uh, oh, God. Uh, please. <sighs> okay. <sighs> so my so number twenty-one for me. This is my cartoon character. I'll tell you what. Right now, we got a goddamn octopus in the ring, and now we're gonna have an alien. It's Roger Smith from American Dad's coming down. And here's the thing, he's like the faces of Foley. He's got multiple personalities that he's coming. I'm surprised we don't see him and further people coming down here. So Roger Smith comes out. Oh, hello, everybody. I'm Roger Smith. I'm ready to be in this rumble. That's a good Roger. He comes down. He's dressed in his regular Roger. Well, no outfit. He's not wearing anything. But um, he could definitely come down as Kevin Bacon or any of the other ones that he dresses up as. Uh, number 22. Here is... Here's my political figure, <laughs> and I apologize in advance for this if anybody gets offended, but uh, here comes the the former twice impeached president of the United States, the biggest loser, Donald Trump, comes down. Uh, listen, coming down to this rumble, I'm going to win this whole thing, and then I'm going to be back to the top of the World Wrestling Federation, I promise you. Um yeah, he gets the uh, Warlord slash Santa Morella treatment where he gets thrown out immediately. So, uh, yeah, he's done. Um, Very nice. I get to my filet of fish. Ooh, it's a filet of fish. Um, yeah, so he – so he. Um, okay, good. I just wanted to I, – I just got a – I got another call. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I didn't disconnect ours. Um, That's okay. You want to talk to the goddamn octopus, man? No, no octopus. So <laughs> coming out next is – so it's funny that you went with James Dean – uh, because I believe people have people have called James Dean the uh, Peter North of this generation. Um, I went with Peter North as my uh, 
I'm familiar with him. If only because I just want to see that perfect hairstyle, which I don't know if you know this or not, but he was uh, always it was always written in the contract that none of the women ever touched his hair. Well, I mean, so, uh, but I also see I didn't do Ron Jeremy because I figured you might because I'm not, you know, <laughs> don't get me wrong. This is not a protect my masculinity statement. I, I don't know a lot of male porn stars. Yeah, that's uh, okay. I just don't. And if I did. A fucking rock and roll. So I scoured the the earth for James Dean, and but I do know Peter North. Uh, so I'm just it's crazy we haven't done any synergy yet. No, uh, well, yeah, none yet. Yeah, unless you pick Chris Gaines with the hidden bonus track. I did not. Um, <laughs> so number twenty four, I have Kevin Owens. So Kevin Owens is in there, uh, which is I think twenty four is a good number for him to come out to. Uh, number 25 is my musician. I went with Justin Timberlake. I just, I like Justin Timberlake. I like JT. Yeah. He does a little dancing as he comes down and then, uh, you know, he does a little dick in the box action and then he's, he's, he's off and running. So, Very nice. and now we're down to our final fives. All right. So two main event wrestlers, two fictional characters and number 30 is your choice. Mm-hmm. Number 26, Brock Lester. It sounds like he says Lester or Brock Lesnar. Number 27, Goldberg. Goldberg. Okay. Number 28, you know, you get the three, two, one. And this community has been through so much with the loss of Alex Murphy, who we honored at the top of the show here at Ford Field. (laughs) King, we know who that is. It's Mrs. Foley's baby boy from here in Detroit. He loves the Lions. Bananas and Sears. <laughs> it's Axel Foley. <laughs> oh, you had me confused for a minute. Oh well, yeah, that's the that's the gimmick. I love it, yeah. But he does love bananas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably should do an Eddie Murphy impression. You're not gonna put. You're not gonna fall off the banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> Been hanging out with this dude too long. <laughs> Number twenty nine might be the deepest pull. Okay. Um, Francis Buxton, I felt, was deep, but King, it's the enforcer of Team Iceland, number nine, <laughs> Gunnar Stahl, famously stopped by Julian the Cat Gaffney, and he changed uh. his ways and said, quote, you lost it for yourself. Let's go shake their hands. It's Gunnar Stahl from the Junior Goodwill Games. <laughs> Gunnar Stahl, of course, was the captain of Team Iceland in D2, the Mighty Ducks who did indeed want to shake their hands after the climactic gold medal match. And number 30, King! He's been alive this whole time! Rip was wrongly imprisoned! Zeus was <laughs> waiting in the shadows for 34 years, planning his revenge! <laughs> it is Zeus. The last, <laughs> four, the, the last four men in the ring are Rip and Zeus and Goldberg and Brock. They oh. to each other. And Zeus and Rip each grab the other one of the other guys and toss them out so they can go face to face to face and rip wins and and gains you know a little bit of retribution very Zeus good was alive the whole time very good and, he was uh, wrongfully so, wrongfully imprisoned yeah so rip another fictional character wins so rip and ray are heading to wrestlemania well, wait a minute didn't rip didn't he also kill uh the producer there yeah, Brell was the involuntary manslaughter because ah, okay. uh, he only, like, the circumstances of his involvement caused Brell's death. And then Zeus was murder in the first ah. because he... Murder was, was like, the case that they gave me. Yeah. That's right. 
I fucking love that soundtrack, Murder Was yeah. the Case, the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got that's where Natural Born Killers comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got the dog pound and Sam Sneed. Okay, yep. I, mm-hmm. I I grew up and I was in junior high when the East Coast West Coast thing was going on. Murder was the case that they gave me. Good great, stuff. Great. Uh, okay, so my final five, <clears throat> number twenty six, coming to us from the great show Benson. We have Benson Dubois played by Robert Guillaume. That is deep. <laughs> That's but I deep, like it. That's a deep, deep cut right there. I do like Robert Guillaume. He's a fantastic character actor. Yes, he is. And Benson was one of my now Benson. I think you may know this that he originally was on Soap, and he was the butler on Soap. I don't know if you remember the, the show know Soap. That. Yeah, I've heard and of then, it. But... And then he had the spinoff was he went and he was he worked for the governor of California, Benson. So yes, I was a big fan of that show. Uh, also, Rene Abajuan is in that. So when you talk, when we talked about Rene Abajuan beforehand, I'm telling all, you. There is like crazy multi, it's like we're just a few steps removed at like every corner. corner. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, number 27, I went with one of the greatest wrestlers in the world, according to Dave Meltzer, Kenny Omega. Um, so I did go with Kenny Omega. I also have Brock Lesnar in at number 28. Wow. Um, now, here is where you are going to literally probably start crying in about two seconds. My number 29 entrant and now this is where you and I had not talked about this prior to the no. show. Coming out on Pee-wee's bike is Francis Buxton. <laughs> I can't believe we crossed over with Francis Buxton of all fucking things on this planet. Right, Pee-wee? <laughs> and the only reason I pulled, I mean, I love it. I love that performance. When I was like, oh, I got Michael J. Fox. I want Chubby. And from Teen Wolf, so I picked Francis. <laughs> Oh, I when yeah. you said Francis, I went. That's why I went like this. I was yeah. like, "Holy shit, I'm gonna lose it." That yeah. bike with the lion. Yeah. He came out on Pee Wee's bike, stole Pee Wee's bike, came out. Francis, would you like some gum, Francis? And then, yep. So he stole Pee Wee's bike, and he comes I, out for twenty nine. I have a theory for why this might have been supplanted in our heads. Keith, you ready for this? Yeah. Who plays the little kid that has the bike in the movie they're making? Oh, it's um, oh, it's what's his name that was in uh, Jason Hervey. Jason Hervey, yes, oh, who's Jason so Hervey. related to wrestling. Jason Hervey's a friend of mine. I've had a beer with him. Okay, yeah, he had sex with Missy Hyatt. I didn't have sex with Missy Hyatt. I'm Eric Bischoff. What do you, what do you want from me? All right, just hold on. Jason Hervey. What do you want from me? All right. Oh boy. Uh, and so number. Yes. Wrestling has so, ruined our brains. Yes. So Francis enters the Rumble. So, of course, number 30 coming in <laughs> is Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman runs down to the ring mostly just to steal his bike. But he gets into right. the ring. He knocks Francis over the top rope. And then he takes his bike and he rides it back. And he goes back to the, he goes back to the outside. So we come down to it. Um the final four, I didn't have a final four, I had a final three. And very much the same way that the first Rumble ended, the, this one ends as well. Uh, PCO and Brad Pitt, who went from number three all the way to the end. So Brad Pitt wow. going almost coast to coast. Uh, they get tossed out in kind of a scandalous fashion, of course, because the goddamn octopus was hanging on the goddamn rose. Dr. Otto Octavius is your winner of your goddamn Raw Rumble. <laughs> did you pick? Did you check? Was he your pick from the beginning? <laughs> yes, absolutely. 
The goddamn Audible. Well, the guy had a, he's got four extra arms. Of course he's going to win the goddamn Rumble. Well, King, WrestleMania's going to absolutely suck, King. I don't know about this, King. I got freaking Otto Octavius going up against John Wick. I don't know if I like that main event scene. Whoa. You got eight limbs, bro. I'm gonna have to, I had a pet octopus. I'm going to have to kill each one of them at a time. Oh, my God. Well, folks, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> we talked about some wrestling, but this was super amazing for me. Super fun. I know we've run a little long. Uh, yeah, just a bit. But here's, but here's the thing. Uh, I appreciate... Anyone who loves the references or the nonsense, we're going to continue mm-hmm. to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe, maybe I don't know what we're doing next month. Maybe we'll get more <laughs> wrestling. Wrestling? I don't know. But, like, I mean, Francis Buxton can unite <laughs> us all is what we've learned through this. Like, no matter where we live, uh, like, who we are, in Francis we trust. I can't wait to tell – I can't wait to tell my buddy who – he and I love that freaking movie, and we talk about Francis all the time. I can't wait to tell him that you and I both randomly picked Francis Buxton to be in our Royal Rumble. Like, Batman. Like, you picked Batman. I was like, I should probably get Batman in here at some point. And then I was done. I was like, I didn't get Batman in here. Like, like of all things. Like, if we would have both picked Batman, I'd be like, oh, okay, that, that doesn't surprise well, me. Well, even if, like, even if, like, we had, I mean, like, I picked Otto Octavius, but, like, even if, yeah, like, did, really, you didn't even have any superheroes, I don't think, right? Yeah, I thought yeah. about doing Wonder Woman for the big, but I did Ray instead. And then you did Serena Williams with the Wonder Woman outfit. Yes, then, yes, and then I pivoted to Serena yeah. with the Wonder Woman outfit. You're absolutely yes. correct. Um, you know, I th- I tried to I thought about getting a uh, Chevy Chase from Caddyshack in here, but then mm-hmm. I replaced him with Axel Foley because we were in Detroit. I like that. That was good. So, oh. but yeah, it was oh. it was crazy. It was it was a lot, uh, but it was a lot of fun. And um, you know, uh, Keith, you have anything you want to promote? uh not really i mean anybody okay. <laughs> i mean just if you not want after that. not after that no i i'm so bad with plugs and everything but i mean you can always hear me on gfa live with pd and uh that's going to be on we're on soundcloud apple Podcasts, and spotify um obviously I've been, i'm all over the north south connection i'm all yeah. over place to be and uh, on, uh the new Cronoso show which is back yeah, this yeah i'm gonna that's yeah good. i did the new Cronoso, and i think i'm gonna be doing the next one and uh I think the next one we're going to do is I think it's going to be we we'll probably drop by this point, but it'll be WrestleMania three, I believe. And then, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no. And we got to freak out driving. We got to, we got to, we got yes, to record and figure out. So no. And then, uh, just real soon, I'm going to be, uh, I can say this. I'm going to real soon. I'm going to be dropping my own show and, uh, you know, and from, uh, having spoken to, uh, the pod father, as I call him, uh, or it's, I believe it is going to be on, it's either going to be on the North South or it's going to be on the PTV. It's going to be on one of them, the feed. So, uh, yeah, and it's going to be on the lookout for that, but, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll have to come on and help, help me out with that. It's going to be, that's going to be, that's going to be a much more of a, a free form show. Sure. <laughs> not, not like this I mean, wasn't. No, yeah. <laughs> this yeah, basically I'm, was free form as well. I'm always down to shoot the shit. I am going to shamelessly promote uh, everything here on the North South Connection Podcast Network because I enjoy it. Uh, The videos have been great. Hey, Mm -hmm. Marcus, that's a handsome fellow. All right. You guys need to check out WWE War. All right. I enjoyed that episode quite a bit. If nothing else, getting to, to, because, you know, I've done shows with Jenny and stuff like that. And yeah. 
uh, not JT, but I've been listening to him for like 45 years. But I, you know, I never met Marcus before, and 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 uh, I like to see. I love seeing everybody like do their thing and what sure. have you. Like it's just a different feel for it, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, but I met this goddamn handsome man, Marcus. If you ever listen to this show, mm-hmm. uh, but anywho, everything is worth a listen. Um, and I am going to shamelessly plug the new TNN podcast feed. Yeah, to talk about absolutely. You know, bad movies and a little bit of wrestling to do a wrestling show each week, a bad movie mm-hmm. show each week and a review of Dawson's Creek each week yep. with different yep. special guests. Sometimes we get, uh, you know, Kevin Nash or we had, you know, <clears throat> now Keith, I did an episode recently, uh, episode three. Now my broadcast partner is usually film connoisseur, Kevin Nash. Okay. Mm. He hangs out and he critiques film and we critique yes. Dawson's Creek, yes. but he couldn't make episode three. So he arranged for a very confused but very enthusiastic forced ghost of Dusty Rhodes to come on the show. <laughs> and he was blown away by what happened in Cape Side. Ooh, daddy. Ooh. Let me tell you something about the Dolphins Creek with a baby boy. Hey, baby. Ooh, so, baby. All kinds of nonsense and shenanigans. Uh, it's a great time. But uh, I think that is going to end our traverse through the multiverse. And keep, yes. I don't really have any sort of a sign-off or a catchphrase. So I'll leave it with this. Bye. So you thought I was going to say something funny or clever. I, did, I, I thought you were like, going to say something like, you know, always remember, put cream in your coffee. Something like that. But no, you just buy works. Oh, no, I got an idea. I'll end it with this. My name is Johnny C, and I send this transmission through all worlds of the multiverse. We are coming. What I've done. Have you seen this meme? This if it ended in 2007 meme? It's the greatest thing, goddamn thing in the history of our sport, all right? It goes with anything, all right? We are yeah. coming. Yes, it's just movie ends. What yeah. I've done. You love, you love friggin', uh, what's that guy's name? Peter, Peter, Peter Cullen. Cullen. Peter, you love Peter Cullen. We're I thought coming. it. I thought about having, um, so Optimus got cut from my list. <laughs> Didn't I just end the show? Optimus got cut from my list, and so did uh, Godzilla, but Barkley survived, because I was going to do Godzilla and Barkley square off, because they had their square off oh, back in the 90s. That's just terrible. Very <laughs> the goddamn lizard, man. And, uh, all right. Uh, Keith, uh, Keith, yes, the goddamn but, octopus, man. That's right. I'm Johnny C., We'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Goddamn, Mark, what's mine? Goddamn.